Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the honor. And the honor. Father, we love you, say, Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we praise your holy
a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're a faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name. You want to declare it? Your name. Your name. Your name is. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, it's a miracle worker. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Awesome God. We serve good God, great God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Jehoshua, thank you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you. Praise you, Jehoshua. What an awesome God. Good God. Great God. Amen. Thank you, sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glad to be back in the air. I know that. Hallelujah. I'm here with my brother, Tony. Shalom. Shalom, Brother Tony. Say hi to the brothers and sisters. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, shalom. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. In his mercy, endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I hope we're coming out. We're coming in clear. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 
we we hallelujah wanted to check the sound to making sure that it's coming in clear. Hallelujah. We we've got so much to share. Amen. I know people have been anxious. Hallelujah. I had three dreams last Sunday to share. And I had to hold back. Um Amen. Thank you, Brother Robert. Hold back from sharing the dream on 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 Sunday. But everything is in God's timing. That that's you know, that's what we, we we need to understand. God has a timing for everything, and his timing is perfect. And there are times that he's going to test us, test our faith, test our obedience, and that's when we need to come out shining, when we're being tested. My brother and sister, because then you can move up and level in God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So let's, 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 let's go into the word. So we can go ahead and go into the dreams and vision of the Lord, the revelation. My brother and sister, God is so good. God is so awesome. So we give my brothers and sister time to join us tonight, to be in here. Thank you, Lord. I believe, oh, I didn't put the title. I wanted to go ahead and, and give it a title. I'd love to thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Amen. I, I love this one where it says that. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. Sounds like when the children of Israel were living, hallelujah, uh, were living. But since we are talking about uh, uh, the end time battle, Brother Tony, I think for I will gather all the nation against Jerusalem to battle. This is where Rasha, Shain, and all of them goes to Jerusalem. So I think that I'm going to go ahead and give it this title because I believe that it, it, this is what God says. Okay, I, I, this, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it is so close. We we are so close to the coming of Jesus now. My brother, it's that close to no, no man knows the day and hour, okay? No man knoweth the day and hour. So that's why uh, no matter, okay, no matter what, how we feel about it, or how excited we are, because we're, we're excited. Okay, those that want to go home with the Lord, we are so excited, my brother and my sister, with, with what, what will be unfolding soon. As the Lord said that this year, talking about 2024, 20, will not pass after he showed me how many turned to California and then the eastern tsunami here in North Carolina. Until these things come to pass, okay. So they they are so close, and all year long, no, not all year long, because you know I don't know how far into the year, but during this year until the judgment come, I'm gonna keep saying it, okay. And I hope it's not all the way to December. I don't think it'll be all the way to December. I may be here by December, but you know God is in control. Amen. Zachariah. Zechariah 14 is where I'm going to start, amen, and and we might, I'll have Brother Tony read certain part, I will read certain part, my brother and my sisters, so we know other things that are coming that are so, so close, my brother, I haven't studied Zechariah for a while, but it's good to go back there, yeah. amen, behold, the day of the Lord cometh, 
and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. Okay, when I read this in Zechariah 14, the spoil before the rapture, God has a plan where it says in the Bible, I don't, I don't remember where it is, maybe you remember where it's only, where the, the riches of the wicked will be given unto the righteous. Yeah, Proverbs, yeah. I believe there's a psalm and a proverb that yeah, says this. Both, I believe. Okay, the riches of the wicked will be given to the righteous. This is what Zechariah is prophesying about. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh that thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. Okay? There is a spoil on the nation, wealth, some people say, that's going to be divided. It's going to be given to, my brother and sister, to everyone, divided it, give everyone accordingly. I believe as Jesus says, according to thy words. And also, remember the parable of the talent? Yeah. He, he gave one one, but he gave out one five. Why? Remember why? Uh, <laughs> don't remember why, but he did He did give, you know, some uh, no, one five, one three, another. According to their ability. The why is because it's what they could manage. See, if God knows you can manage only two or three, he's not going to give you five. But if you can manage five, he'll give you five. You see? So he gives us according to our ability, my brother and sister, what we can manage. I also apologize because I've been informed today that some people are being kicked out of blocks. We're not doing that. We're not doing it. It might be part of the problem with the base. Lord, we pray. Put a hatred protection on a wall of fire around Black Talk as we're in the air. Lord, and keep people from being kicked out from Black Talk. In Jesus' name we pray, the Lord. Mighty hatred protection, Lord. Let the wicked not understand our, our language. Only those that are to be enslaved, Lord, let them understand. Amen. The Bible says that. Uh, that who who would understand? His people would, that the let them who have an ear hear what the spirit have to say. Well, thy ear come by those that are seeking the Lord. There's a hearing they build. That's why people say, why cannot I hear this or that? Because if you're not seeking the Lord, if you're not committing to the Lord completely, well, your heart body, soul, and spirit, you're not building a hearing ear of the Spirit of God. Okay? Like Samuel, that he had a, a ear to hear God. Some will say yes, because he could hear God. But notice that the ear of hearing God comes with understanding. Did he understand who was speaking with him? The young Samuel. Oh, in the beginning, No. 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 What came to help the boy Samuel understand the voice he could hear? The knowledge came into place. Wisdom comes into place. And that comes from God. Who, who, did, the, who did the priest, what was the name of the priest that was telling Samuel? It was Eli. Right? Eli. Where did Eli got his knowledge? From God. Yeah. From the Lord. Wisdom from the Lord. And so that builds a ears to hear God. 
my brothers and sisters. And, you know, I'm sorry, we're going to be in and out of the topic. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. Usually in a Bible study, this is a, like a, this Bible study are like a, like a, a mix of letters where you have all kinds, including grapes in it. So if, if you don't like your, your letters with grapes on it, I do. Yeah. So it's it just cucumber, tomatoes. It's it's a mixed salad. Yeah. I don't know if you ever had a mixed salad. Some people only like like uh, uh, carrot, uh, lettuce, and cucumber. Some of us like more, you know, in our in our salad, and we're fine. We're happy with it. And I'm not criticizing you for only having three things, but we we love to have more, and we just love and respect of other people. Sometimes you learn that people having their letters with something else that you find strange, and we say, "You like it with that? How do you like your Miss Salad, brother Tony?" Yeah, uh, tomato definitely. You know, tomato, <laughs> cucumber. Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, um, carrots. You know. I noticed in heaven the other day, they the Lord had this table, yeah. and it was full of letters in heaven. This is for the bride of Christ coming in yeah. soon. And it was full of all kinds of letters. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you, you name it, it was there. Yeah. Name it. You can name the letter. You can think about the letter. It was on that table, ready for you to eat. Okay. And all that, Jesus showing me this so much. He has shown it to me before, but showing it to me with such a details, allowing me to see, see the beauty of the letter, how fresh it looked, and how fresh it stayed in heaven. If we leave letter in the open here, in an open table, in the open air, it will go bad within a few hours. In heaven, you can leave it out for days and it doesn't go bad. It stays fresh. And we know that that's under the mighty present power of God. Yeah. Everything stays fresh. So you can pick up a cucumber slice and eat it. Oh, that is incredible. Yeah. How did Father do that? He was playing it to us later on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he might say to us and look at us and say, I am God. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> You wanted a big explanation, and God looked into your eyes and said, "My daughter, my son, I am God." Okay, well that that explains it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. So get ready for that. Get ready for that, because very soon you're gonna look. You're gonna be speaking with Jesus face to face. No other preacher. He and Zachariah. I'm gonna show you the plan of God for each and one of us. In His plan. What do we find out in the Bible that his plant is for Tony? Yeah, it's pleasing. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah, it's pleasing and uh, and it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I love that part. Yeah, pleasing, perfect. Yeah. Those are those are incredible words. Yeah. I mean, I had to run to the Bible a few days ago. I was thinking about the plan of God. The plan of God is perfect. But then I say, is that really in the Bible? Because I remember reading it, but I I had to refresh my understanding, and I ran to my computer, look at the Bible, boom, the perfect, the plan of God is perfect. Okay, always look these things up. It's very important. 
Thank you, Lord, because his plan is perfect. Now, Zechariah 14.2. For I will gather all the nation against Jerusalem for battle. This is not going to be pretty, people. And, and if your hope is on this earth, you got to repent to the Lord. Because this earth is up for destruction. Our nation is up for destruction. I was taking to the great tribulation yesterday. I was, was it yesterday morning? I think it was yesterday morning. I know it was very short. My brother and sister, I was standing. My, my brother and sister bought a house in Garden, New Jersey. Garfield, sorry. Garfield, New Jersey. And that part of, the, of Garfield, New Jersey, you can see New York clear from there, all the building. And, and um, I was standing in the Great Tribulation next to one of my brothers who got vaccinated and must stay behind. Listen to me. The vaccinated have to stay behind. Not decided by me, but decided by God, by the Lord. Okay? Take that in prayer with the Lord, because I know some people believe that some of the family who even who are vaccinated are going home in the rapture. Be ye not deceived. God will not be mocked. Whatever man saw, so he will read, Jesus said. Take it before the Lord in prayer, please. I heard this from the Lord. People who believe that their their family who are vaccinated are going home in the rapture are deceived, mislead, misguided. Please, this is important. This is important. Take it before the Lord in prayer. Okay? Whatever the Lord said, trust him. I was there with my brother John, and we call him Juan in Spanish, John. And I was standing next to him and the Great Tribulation. This is after New York City, Manhattan, was level with nuclear weapons. I mean, it was black as black can be. I've been to New York for years several times, especially Manhattan. Walked there myself with all the big signs are in 42, 42nd. My brother and sister walk up and down. And let me tell you, um, <clears throat> seeing New York so devastated, I mean, it was dev. It was, it, there was not a single building standing. God said, okay, about Babylon, that she will be utterly destroyed. What does the word utterly mean, Brother Tony? Yeah, I mean completely. If there anything standing after utterly destroyed, wouldn't that make you question the Bible, the word? Is there anything standing after God says utterly? And I'm not saying we're going to doubt God and question God. Because God is not a man that he will lie, no, the son of a man he will repent. What I'm saying is that whatever God says in his word, it is so before his presence. God is not to be questioned. God is not to be doubt. God is not to be unbelief. If you have any doubt and unbelief, it's from your flesh, it's from your enemy, it is not from God. No temptation comes from God. My brother and sister, he'll test us, but he will not tempt us. That comes from the evil one. Whenever people turn around and blame God for something bad happening to them, they are getting the opposite from the enemy. The enemy does bad things to us. What God does is 
Look forward to protecting us, delivering us, being there for us. But that is if we stay in obedience. Because if God is saying, stay here, but you go there, when we're getting in disobedience, and I've I gone through that in the past, I have suffered for my disobedience. Why do I don't want people to be disobedient to God? Because of the suffering I had gone through myself because of my disobedience. I almost lost my salvation one time. Okay? That's why when people say that you cannot lose your salvation, my thing is I'm not going to go there. Because Judah lost his salvation. King Saul lost his salvation. Esau lost his salvation. So don't go there. Please don't go there. Esau lost his salvation. And he cried bitterly. He wanted to be unsafe after he'd been rejected. But what happened? Saul, Samuel wanted his friend Saul, his friend. To, Samuel loves King Saul. He loved him. He prayed for him constantly. And God told him to stop. What do you call that friendship between Saul and Samuel? Yeah, it says he was, uh, he was, uh, uh, when he heard that, when he, when God told him that he had rejected him, he was pleading to God right for him. He was, uh, you know, uh, like, I believe it says he was crying, weeping for him, you know, crying for God to, you know, uh, to have mercy on him. So that, that alone tells you how much he cared about, about, about Saul. You know. Did the Lord call Judah to be one of his disciples? Yeah. One of his apostles? Did he not call Judah? Then you may say, so did the Lord re- did did the Lord not help Judah in his shortcoming? He did. Yeah, he did. There was not one day that Jesus abandoned him. Even in the Last Supper, was not Judah one of the twelve? Did he not share his bread with Judah? And his bread is his body. Judah, in the Last Supper, had communion with the Lord. I hear people talking about communion all the time. And they think that communion is going to save them. I have such a respect for people. I don't go online criticizing anyone. But when it's regarding teaching the word, when it's regarding knowing what the word of God is saying, Judah had communion with Jesus. Yeah. Did his communion with Jesus save his soul? Did not Jesus share the bread with Judah? Meditate on God's word. And whatever word, whatever the word of God says it is, not to be added or taken away from it. It's just the God will teach us through his word. The Lord Jesus, who is humble and meek of heart, is a great rabbi, is a great teacher, and he is not to be in question, neither doubt or unbelief, my brother and sister. He is worthy to be in praise. Okay, Zechariah 42. For I will gather the nation against Jerusalem for battle, and the city shall be taken. And the house rifle, and the woman ravished. Half of the city should go forward into captivity. And the rest of the people should not be cut off from the city. 
Who is the rest of this? The retinin is what the other prophet call it. The retinin will not be cut off. You notice that God is so merciful. Here is the people turning from his ways. And God is always seeking to save a, 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 a resolute, a which is a, refin, uh, a remnant, you know. Always looking to saving someone, even when everyone is turning away. Look, look at the nation of America and the world turning away from God. And God is always looking to saving someone. Is there anyone calling upon the name of the Lord on the earth? The Spirit of God goes around the earth. And God's looking at anyone calling upon the name of the Lord. Because whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Salvation is free. Because Jesus paid the price. My brother and sisters. It's like they say, liberty, liberty is free in America. Why is it free? Because someone paid the price with their life. America was in war many years ago with other nations. There were millions of people that died for America to be in free today. Someone has to pay the price. Jesus Christ paid the price on the, on the cross for every single soul, souls that, can, that will come to him. That will call upon his name, my brother and sister. So I'm standing there in Garfield, New Jersey, standing next to my brother during the Great Tribulation. And New York was destroyed. I see missile coming to hit New York from Cuba. I can see in my spiritual body how these missiles from Cuba. I can see as far into Cuba when these missiles were being launched from Cuba hitting New York. I asked my brother who stayed behind in the Great Tribulation, how often are they doing this? Because I can see the missile coming. One, one will hit. A few more seconds, 30 more seconds, another one comes from Cuba. My brother and sisters. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard about the Cuba crisis back in the 60s with President Kennedy and all that how Russia had used Cuba and made it like their personal purse and, and stocked much thousands of missiles there for, a, for a, an occasion, for a time to come. And it's practically here. Practically here. I, if I say it's here, I'm not saying nothing wrong. It's all practically here, my brother and sister. Now, China have made bases also in Cuba. And I can see those missiles as I'm standing there, my glorified body, next to my brother in his physical body, who stayed behind. And I was talking when he can see me. When I arrived, he looked at me. I looked younger and so handsome, my glorified body. And as I'm approaching, my brother turns around. My brother is, is I'm going to be 52. My brother's 50 to be in 51. I'm not sure if he's 51 yet. Okay, we're like a year apart from each other. And my brother still at his age, practically in the Great Tribulation, as he is now. 
I mean, if he if he's a year older, I won't even notice. He still looked the same, my brother John. I just saw him a few months ago in New Jersey, okay, in person. And he stayed behind in the Great Tribulation. And he's there standing. But he see me coming in my glorified body from heaven. Elvi, my brother, what are you doing here? And again, the Lord sends me. The Lord is going to allow me in and out of the Great Tribulation. I'm going to be coming here to encourage people. I'm going to be coming here to help people in whatever I can. I'm going to be in and out, my brother insisted. So I, I come and my brother sees me there. He's in the Great Tribulation. I don't know if it's the first year. It looks like it may be the first year of the Great Tribulation that is about to begin. And these missiles coming out of Cuba hitting New York, and they were like going upstate New York. If there were any home there, boom. Any any second floor, first floor family home still standing, boom. My brother insisted. If there were any home that the nuclear weapon from China and Russia did not take out, those missiles was making sure. But here it is. I noticed that they were not necessarily hitting homes. As I was thinking, they're probably pointing that out to home. No, it's that God said, and before I say this, thank you, Lord. I got to remember this. And I don't want to forget to say this. I heard the voice of Father. First, my brother informed me. Her daughter, Nicole, is in the Marine. She's a Marine. And service Marine. And he says, my daughter heard. And like, what is she here? And I'm I'm still listening. I'm still there. When I'm there, I heard the voice of Father saying, I'm not protecting you anymore, America. I'm not protecting you anymore, America. I have rejected you. Audible voice where everyone can hear. My brother says to me, that's what my daughter Nicole, who's in the Marine, heard. That's what the Marine heard, my brother and sister. The boys of God saying to America in their Navy vessel, there are hundreds of feet below water in the sea. And they heard the boys of God coming into the submarine saying, I have rejected you, America. You're not under my protection anymore. I have rejected you. Okay. God has said in his word, America is Babylon, my brothers and sisters. America is Babylon the Great. And America has been great because God has made America great, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. But this woman that the Bible says, John says, so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of name of blasphemy, having seven head and ten horns. The woman was arranged in purple and, and scarlet color, but it with gold, precious stone, pearl, having a golden cup on her hand, full of the abomination and filthiness of her fornication. God is so angry of America for all these sins that this nation has practiced 
especially in the last days. My brother and sister, I heard this week about another prophecy that I don't remember hearing ever about it. It's at the back end of 40 when America joined other nations to bring Hitler down in Germany. There was a prophecy back then that God said to America, I'm giving you 70 years, America, before you are brought down. In the 70 years, was the 70 years of mercy and grace and abundance that God said he will be, bring, give America. Those 70 years have been fulfilled now. And now we're out of those 70 years of grace and mercy to this nation. Destruction is at the door, window, post, anywhere you look in America. Every state is up for destruction. There will be some certain family that God's going to protect, that God is going to keep, that God is going to deliver. Those that will humble themselves, those that will seek God and love God above all and not this earth anymore. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. We're in Zechariah 14 today, where God said, I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem. These are the seven end years of the great tribulation. That God said he will gather them. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. I had a revelation of heaven, which I'm going to share in a few. Thank you, Lord. But verse 3 said, Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations. As when he fought in the day of battle. My brother and sister. God has so many days of battle against many nations that are no more, no more. Egypt is barely getting up as a nation over the years after God destroyed them. Where is Sodom and Gomorrah? In the gates and legend of Sodom and Gomorrah, where are they? Did they made it through? Did they have an escape, escape route? Any tunnel that they escaped from? Because the fire in Sodom and Gomorrah went down to over, what, five, ten feet? So it would be difficult if you had a tunnel under five, ten feet to escape Sodom and Gomorrah because the fire went deep, deep, deep into the ground. God will not be mocked, my brother and sister. They could not escape. They did not escape. Did not the cat escape? Did not the bird? Did not the cockroach escape? They were all consumed by the fire of God from heaven, my brother and sister. So what happened to the nation that forsaken the Lord, that turned against his commandment, my brother and sister? He says that shall the Lord go forth and fight. Can you imagine an almighty God who cannot be defeated by any mean or any purpose? fighting against nations that are full of shortcomings, that are full of mistakes, that have, so, they have poor technology that the fridge breaks down, brand new, the car brand new breaks down. They have to recall them because uh, Chevy cars are breaking down, Ford cars, Dodge cars, uh, Toyota this year, hundreds of thousands of Toyota recall because they're breaking down, Honda having problems. All these nations are these wonderful cars. Tesla 
had to do recall this year because they're breaking down. They're having problems. And all these people that supposedly are making the greatest weapon, the greatest technology, are getting ready to fight God. They're getting ready. Do they have any chance, Brother Tony? said uh you know yeah i know you know the enemy can rise anything against god but you know we always we know the outcome of that you know we know the outcome that uh uh which is pride of course you know anything that rises against god is pride and uh you know that will never never prevail you know against god against his will and you know and his appointed time, of course, you know, that's something the enemy don't know, you know, but um, eventually, yeah, anything against God or anything worldly is, is as we know, it's going to uh, perish, you know. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So, yeah, his, uh, his eternal power, you know, we, we cannot, we human beings can't comprehend it, you know, but his, his, he's already, you know, Gave us the outcome, you know, the nations rising against uh, Jerusalem for battle. You know, that's that's something that, you know, we know the outcome of that. You know. Amen. Yeah. <coughs> I'll be, I'll get back to this. Let me go into the dream I had about going home in the rapture. It is so close. My brother and sister, it is so close. I, when I talk about going home in the rapture, I don't know where to begin. The experience this week was so real, so real that it's so close. Time in between is like there's none. And and you know, I was standing in the spirit on the day of the Lord, and. I was looking in heaven into the day coming, and I had like a calendar in front of me. God would allow me to look like into a calendar. And in that calendar, I was looking for the day of the rapture. And then God would not allow me to see the day. But then God would allow me to see the month. And I got so excited. I said, I was thinking, I can't wait to tell people the month. Can I can't wait. When I see this month, and I saw the month approaching, it was really close in heaven. And at the moment I say, I said into myself, this month is the month of the rapture. And immediately, whoop, God took the knowledge from me. He just took, because that, that was not the purpose why he brought me to heaven this time. But since I was looking for this, his word says, seek, and thou shalt find. So it was like him saying, this is what my word says. I'm going to allow you to find something. But not necessarily you're going to retain the, the information in your brain. I'll take it away. I'll let you see it. I'll let you see the month. But then, boom, it was taken away from me. 
Then I'm like, like one who had no knowledge standing there. Like, oh, man, oh, man. I knew it. I knew I had it. I just had it. How did it mean? It was all gone. Oh, God have mercy on me. God have mercy on me. Never insisted. So excited. I got so excited. And it was taken away from me. Thank you, Lord. Like giving a, a candy to a child who really loved candy. And they don't give it back to me. But he's so excited to open it, put it in his mouth. That was me. That was me. Thank you, Lord. But that was not the purpose. Then the Lord, I wanted to know something. And Jesus is a rabbi, our teacher. And he teaches us in such a way that we can understand clearly what he's saying. Perfect. With, with no doubt and unbelief, because that doesn't come from God. He is our rabbi. He is our teacher. He wants to teach us. He wants us to, to receive knowledge, information, and grow in it, mature, come to the fullness of Christ. Because the knowledge of Christ in us is like expand himself. The knowledge in us of Christ expand in our life, inside of us, as the person of Jesus that it is. The knowledge of Christ is the person of Jesus. And when it comes into your life, it's like a child, a man, it's not a child anymore, that comes to grow in you and mature. Very powerful. And the spirit is easy to see it, but displaying it in the physical, God help me. But I'm telling you, it's like a, that knowledge comes in you and it just takes over your body. It takes all over you. And you become like one with the knowledge. You become one with Christ. That's why it's so important to learn about Jesus. My brother and sister, <clears throat> thank you, Lord. So then the Lord wanted to show me what would happen to us when, when we change from this body, physical, into our glorified body. He wanted me to experience that because I had that question. You know, my understanding, Ben, before this, is that from the dust we were made to the dust we return. But the Lord wanted to explain it to me like how Peter said that the excuse me, the element will melt away. And melting away at one time I was in a cemetery. There was a professional guy back in the island. He was digging making a hole for someone's body to be in Barry. I can't remember who the person was now, but he was making it ready for the person. And he, by mistake, he, he built it so close to someone else's tomb that he, he made a hole to the opening of the other person that was covered on top of it. He went so deep, deep as he was digging down, 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 several feet down, that it makes the, 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 the liquid which the body turned to, like a yellow, slimy liquid, comes out of the, 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 the other tomb into the new tomb. And that's when he realized, uh-oh, he dig too close to someone else's tomb. My brother insisted. But what I saw was liquid, yellow liquid. I didn't know that our body, after we are buried, turns into liquid practically yeah the bones will, will still be there but our flesh turns into liquid and that's what i saw 
coming into the new tomb, I said, child, I was so overwhelmed by the information because I was so young, 11, 12, and I'm seeing this. And I'm like, oh, I immediately started thinking about the family, the person who was very, what would the family think, and, you know, all that. It was something for him to handle as an adult, but me as a child, I was impacted by the information. So my brother and sister, <clears throat> thank you, Lord. The Lord in heaven, knowing how I felt and what I learned from his word, one that they showed me, when I was going to heaven, I went to heaven. He took me to heaven this week. My daughter, Emeril, is 20 in heaven. She, she went home to heaven in, 20, in 2001, 2001, 2002, I will say. And when 2024, so in earthly age, she'll be 22, 23, my, my daughter, my older daughter, Emerald. But in heaven, she's 20. When I arrived to heaven, since the Lord wanted to show me the difference coming from this body into a new glorified body, it was like I still was in this body. I can still have all the feeling, emotion that we have in this body. But here's the thing. I heard in this city in heaven, I heard this guy say, Emerald, come out. And immediately, the father, can I call it jealousy? Jealous for my daughter. Like, who is this guy that I don't know calling my daughter? Is he trying to do something to my daughter? He's trying to abuse my daughter to do something? Because I'm like, I'm not going to let this happen. It's my daughter. It's my baby. And all that came to me, my brothers and sisters, in this body. I was worried. I was concerned for my daughter, my brother insisted. But then the Lord, okay, boom, melted this body away. Peter said that the elements will melt away with the intense heat, my brother insisted. You know, I we, we went online and... and and I was seeking online, I was researching on Google, whether the body is, part, is element. And there was no confirmation whether this body is element. But this, since this body is made from the earth, this body is earthly, it's part of the element, which I never thought to see in the body this way. But this fallen body is part of the element. And the element, because the earth is, 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 is element. Earth, uh, dirt, all that that is on it's, it's the elements. Where Peter said that the elements are gonna melt away, and this body part of that. I even asked Brother Tony, Brother Tony, what do you think? Is the body an element? Remember we're having this conversation a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. And what do you say? Yeah, I uh, I thought of it like that. It's part of the element, you know, because it comes from the element. You know, that's how I saw it. So it makes sense, yeah. My, my brother, uh, my son Levi is in high school, and, and he has a fresh mind and all this, and he said, Dad, the body is not an element. Remember he was saying that? Yeah. And, and he had me thinking. I said, I had to research this. Is the body element? And online, I could not get a, a concluded wording or information that the body is element, but it is part of it. Yeah. So 
to me, if it's part of it, it's considered like it, right? Yeah. So I'm immediately thinking the element, because the, because the Lord showed me in heaven, this body, as Peter said, the element, melting away, you know? So in the moment I find myself now in my glorified body, immediately the fear, the concern I have for my daughter, the worry I have for her, that this guy may try to take advantage of my daughter who's not even married, never got married, and I'm concerned for my daughter. And immediately in my glorified body, I was in peace, joy. I immediately in my glorified, I knew that God was in control. I was in total peace. I was in joy. No more would I think, oh, someone's going to hurt my daughter. Because no, immediately the Lord is in control. He won't allow it. He'll protect my daughter. All that fear was gone. I had no fear. Oh, I was in the presence of God. Love and all that is immediately manifested in you. Not no more worry, concern, doubt, unbelief. Nama that you have in your glorified body, which is so awesome. Let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you about it. It's unheard. It's un- but, you know, heaven is it's just so incredible. But you don't have these worry and concern in your glorified body anymore. No more those doubts. No more. The, is that true or is that not true? Nama that all done is gone. Yeah. You know who God is right away. My brother and sister. And the Lord allowed me to experience it this way. Because I believe it's so I can come and tell you about it, one of it. And to have that experience, it is so awesome. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But I can see the, the, the building, the houses. In this part of heaven, I can see buildings, which I don't remember being in this area, the part of heaven. But I can see. Because the week before when he took me, where I saw Brother Tony Walking away with, with my daughter and his my younger Dina and Joshua, going to the city and Brother Ben. Brother Ben is 69 now or 68. Yeah. And he looked no more than 20. Okay? He might be a little bit overweight now. How much weight he weighs? I don't know. 200 to something? He didn't look no more than like 120 or 130. He was thin. He even looked, because when you age, sometimes you look a little smaller. But he looked a little bit taller than what he is now. Full of hair, though. You know, right now he doesn't have all the hair he used to have. As a young man, he had all that. And I'm looking at him like, wow, my younger, that's Brother Ben right there. He was right there, Brother Elvis. Yeah. And I had, he had talked to me in here, and like, God is, God is so amazing. Brother Ben had no more back pain. No no sitting with any problem. No walking with any problem. Now in heaven, he was moving like the angels. I mean, happy, joyful. No more reason to be inside. You know, all that is gone. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And the one that I see really enjoying his glorified brother, my brother Tony. I cannot tell you about him and heaven. Because he has a smile everywhere he goes. He loves it. He loves heaven. Thank you, Lord. 
Take, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be in here, right? Yeah, yeah, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. A lot of the people, the fact is that when the Lord showed me the rapture last week, the fact that they're in heaven and there's no more evil, no more demon, no more devil, that alone gets enjoyed. Yeah. Like, no more of that. Oh, man. Everybody's excited. And like an assignment that people don't have now, when they get to heaven, they're immediately so excited. Like, oh, man, this is it. This is what I want, and I'm there. I made it. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. God is so good, my brother and sister. There's, there's, there's nothing that we need that he's not going to give to us. He will give us that and more. The more is the part that comes where you say, oh, I didn't know I was going to get that. Oh, I didn't know about that. Well, thank you very much. And so your assignment, assignment will be when you get that extra, that more revelation, more knowledge of him, more love, everything. You're just like surprised every day at who God is, mind-blowing of his love and mercy. And you're learning of him. Every day, and you're growing in that every day. And then there's there's no way that, that anyone can tell you, let's go to back to the earth, that you will say, yes, uh, keep me away from this. Yeah. Keep that away from me. <laughs> keep that away from me. Because down here is so sad, broken, heartbrokenness, loneliness, pain, sickness, brokenness, which is not in heaven. That's not in heaven. Lack of this, lack of that, that's not in heaven. Abundance is in heaven everywhere. Even when the Lord last week showed me the land, well, he showed me the land a few years ago, but confirmed to me about the land that we're going to have available to have in heaven, which land are being bought by our enemy in the United States. And a lot of us won't be able to buy land even though if we have the money to, because the lands are being bought overpriced. Houses are being bought overpriced, meaning that there will be none available, my brother insisted. So it doesn't matter because God knows all this, and God wants to give to us, the Lord, the land that we would love to have and cultivate and grow whatever we want to grow and work the land and have fun in it. You know, play with your dog if you want to do that in your land. With your animals, with your zebra, with your giraffe. Have a zoo in your land if you want. Invite your friends, brothers and friends. You know, God is a good God and wants his people to rejoice. My brother and sister, heaven is available for us because Jesus paid the price. We can never forget that. He paid the price. That's why we can say we're coming to heaven, because of what Jesus did on the cross, my brother and sister. He's so awesome. He's so good. Okay, back to Zechariah. First, it says the Lord will battle. His feet, go ahead, Brother Tony, verse 4. Yeah. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and, uh, and the Mount of and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a very 
great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. Now, every time you read something like this, the mountain will be removed to the north, yeah, the mountain will be removed to the south. Um, a lot of people see this as technology because Israel has one of the greatest laughs since the 60s in the mountain. So immediately, a lot of people um, can understand that that could be the mountain where Israel has the military base. But again, this word was so many thousand years ago. The Lord is the one who's going to open the, the mountain and make a valley, like set up a, a, a fighting place. Notice that by opening the mountain, one to the east and the west, it's like he's creating a protection for his people who will be on the east and west. That the either nuclear weapon or or, or missile that will be dropped in, in the eastern part of Jerusalem will not be able to, to go to the east or the west and hurt the people. Because beyond that, those mountains, you got city of protection of God. And so you don't want those missiles the effect, the chemical, the, everything they put in those missiles to affect the people that are in the West, to affect the people that are in the, in the East and the West. That, so I believe the Lord dividing the mountain, it makes like a wall of protection from what these people in that valley, that valley is so profound because when they see that level, level ground that they cannot see now, it could be looked from space, from satellite, and all these planes, because I see these planes even from the U.S., uh, France, the, the most powerful nation that's going to be attacking there will be Japan. Um, it's going to be Russia and China. These are the two main kings, my brother and sister. And then the Antichrist, who will set his, sh- his ships, his navy in the sea. He he's going to be fighting from the navy, from the sea. My brother and sister. That's why you see so much carry and so much of this and that. Because that's how the Antichrist is planning his attack. But God said he's putting a hook on his jaw and bringing him there. God said to Jeremiah, he's bringing him to the mountain of Jerusalem. To the mountain of battle, of fighting. This is the mountain that will be divided. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Going back to Zachariah. And so the mountain of all east and west, you finish. So the west, there will be very great valley, see? And that great valley, Brother Tony, this great valley, when you look up great valley in the Bible, you'll find it in the other prophet. Thank you, Lord. And that valley is the valley where they're going to fight. This is the valley that that they even mentioned Great Valley back in the Old Testament. My brother and sister, back in David's time, okay, there was a, a, a on the west, in the west, and all this is referred into to city of David, which was Jerusalem. Yeah. There was, I'm going to put it in the shadow room so people know what I'm talking about. There was during the giants' time. What are we? What? What the? What the sister Barbara word was like this week about the giant being awakening? 
I want you to think as I talked about the giant, one of my messages, for those that have not heard my message about the giants, how many weeks was that, like two weeks ago or three weeks ago? We talked about the giants of David. We, we brought the Bible study about the giants of David, my brother and sister. And then here in Second Chronicle thirty three fourteen says, After this he will build a, a wall outside the city of David, in the west side of Gihon, in the valley, even to the entrance to the fish gate, can pass about wholesale, and he raised up a very great high, and put casting a word in all the fortified city of Judah. Uh, they had great high, my brother and sister, great high. And this great high is at 13, 17 feet high. So it, it is very difficult to fight one of these giants. But God gave David favor with the giants of the Philistine, and they decided to join David. And then so David, uh, they were called David's mighty men, Okay. And so, but there was there was a, a, a in the valley here a great a fire in this valley, and then Zechariah said that when the Lord returned with His army, which we're going to read, half of the mountain shall be removed to the north, half to the, to the south. Uh, is this weapon that's going to cause this to happen? Because immediately people think that might be a weapon, brother. Obviously, that's going to cause that to happen. Break the mountain in two and move. No, I think it's the power of God. I think it's the power of God here. Verse 5. And you shall flee to the valley of the mountain. For for the valley of the mountain shall be reach unto also. Yea, ye shall flee as Jeff fled from before the earthquake and the day I will see out the king of Judah. Back to the king of Judah. Why did God give this reference to us? David's giants. David's mighty men. That's when they had him back in the king of Judah. Okay, the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. Who is the saint that are returning back with the Lord, according to Zechariah, Brother Tony? Who is all the saints? That's, uh, that'd be uh, the church, right? The body. Well, the, the practical reference are in Matthew 24, Okay. Matthew 24 talks about the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. And for the show, arise for Christ. Okay, it keeps saying here, Matthew 24. And that's the one. Okay, and then comes from the verse 27. For as the lightning coming out of the east, shining even unto the west, such shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay? This is a sign. Lightning is a sign, my brother and sister, of the power of God and to the coming of Jesus. Don't take that for granted because the, you might see lightning in a way you never saw it before. Okay? We were reading a verse there, we're going to read in a few, that I have to ask my brother Tony, brother Tony, what does that mean? And we're going to get there in a minute. Thank you, Lord. Verse, 20, um, verse 28. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to skip 28. I'm going to go to 29. But let's, let's read 28. For whosoever the carker is, there will be eagle that gather together. Eagle are referring 
to the church. How do I know that eagles are referred to the church? Because when the Lord talks about bringing the children of Israel out of, out of, out of Egypt, he says like in, the, as in, like in the wind of eagle, bless the Lord them. Okay? The Lord is the great eagle. And we were brought, they were brought by the Lord like in his wind out of Egypt. My brother, that's why they, I don't know how the children of Israel complained. Because the Bible said they ate manna for 40 years. They ate manna for 40 years. What does that mean? There was not a single day that manna was not available. What did the rabbi say that manna was like? Because you got to read this from the Hebrew Bible. The Hebrew Bible gives you a taste, practically a manna, in regard to describing manna, in regard to understanding manna. And this is what the rabbi said about manna. Manna tastes like your favorite meal, like your favorite fish, like your favorite steak, like your favorite chicken, like your favorite turkey. Whatever you love that your grandma, your mother, you bought in the supermarket, whatever you ate that was so good to you that you say, I love this. I think I can eat this every day. Manna tasted like that. Okay? And it was better than that because you will have to say after you ate manna, this is amazing. It was from heaven. It was amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So when you ate manna, you say, this is amazing because it was from heaven, my brother and sister. And when you go to heaven and you eat something, what do you think you're going to say? What do you think I say when I ate a fruit in heaven? This is amazing. Everything in heaven to you will taste amazing. Because you're in heaven. You take a grape in heaven. You buy a grape in heaven. You put, a, you put three, two, three grapes in your mouth. What will be the word coming out of your mouth? This is amazing. Thank you, Lord. That's what heaven tastes like. It's like manna. That great to you will be like when the children of Israel have manna, and they wanted to taste like a grape of heaven. That's exactly how it tastes. It was amazing. Thank you, Lord. There's another word the rabbi uses. Thank you, Lord. But this is the one I remember. Thank you, Lord. So again, so verse 29, immediately, I, I always ask, what, what does that word mean, Brother Tony? Yeah, it'd be, immediately, that'd be right after. That'd be uh, uh, immediately, uh, right after, right? Right after. The, uh, since this is a Bible study, people in the chat room, what does the word immediately says to you? Because I believe I have another idea of the word immediately than a lot of other people. And, and you know, the Lord sometimes gives us a, an understanding of something. And I'm going to share what I understand of it. But I would like to see people in the chat room write down what does the word immediately means to them. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. What an awesome God we serve. My brother and sister, go ahead. Go ahead and I'll, I'll get back to the word. Yeah, I understand that too. Yeah. You know how I compare the word immediately? As soon as something is done, 
can you as soon as something is done that I'm yeah baby like ASAP as soon as possible ASAP yeah ASAP ASAP well the word Paul described the rapture in a twinkling of an eye that's how I see it immediately yeah that's yeah. that's how I see it because I, I learned that the Bible ref, reference itself. Sometimes you read something, look to another prophet, and that word suddenly is pretty good too. Suddenly. Yeah. And he's telling suddenly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, yeah. done. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's, thank you, Lord. And even follow an event. I think follow you have to wait when yeah it's kind of like a waiting period I see there. <laughs> instantly to me sounds like thank you or oh, follow something I will have to think about that one thank you Lord so here it is immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon will not give her her light so when someone asks you now now that you have this understanding how soon Okay, I'm sorry, Brother Joseph, I, I got to finish with this. How soon, how soon after the rapture will the tribulation begin or when things begin to happen? What word will come to your mind now? Yeah, the one you gave is pretty good, the twinkling, twinkling of an eye. I mean, like, you know, right, you know. Because mm-hmm. really. I, I refer to Bible reference again. Yeah. Because the Bible really explains itself. Yeah. Like, a lot of people like to read other books to understand the Bible. Well, the Bible actually explains itself. With other, yeah. If you compare the prophet. Amen. So, immediately after the tribulation of those days, should the sun be dark in the moon. But, see, the immediate part here is that you get the rapture, you get the three days of darkness, you get the, the, re, the revival, and then immediately... After that, because nothing else but tribulation after that, seven years of it. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. So, again, so the, the sun will be darkened, the moon shall, be, shall not give her her light. But see, it didn't say here that the moon will turn into blood, Brother Tony. Yeah. You think that there's going to be events or tied into each other or just that things will be happening accordingly or the other prophets just say right the yeah the prophet Joel in 228 says that the moon yeah. would, would, would the sun will go darken and the moon will turn blood yeah I wonder if is that one event during the great tribulation like a few month event or, or a weekend event or because here it doesn't say that. Yeah. Here it says that the sun will be darkened and the moon shall not give her her light. Yeah. And we know that the moon get her light from the sun, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, they teach us in school, right? Yeah. The moon gets her light from the sun. Right. So the reason why the moon is not going to give her her light is because sun. But this prophecy here, you have to study it. And let me tell you why. Because what follow afterward, you know, it leads you to like, wow, wait a minute. 
here's in the chat room, that it says that the star shall fall from heaven. The star will fall from heaven. Is that meteor? It would, it would mean that, right? It would, uh, according to... Because meteors are stars falling. Well, pieces of star, though. Pieces of star. Yeah. So we have to study it this way because we want to understand the coming up events that are going to be followed. If you get a piece of stone falling like near Puerto Rico, like Prophet Frank said, yeah. did that refer to star falling from heaven? Because stars, is, isn't star much bigger than a piece of stone? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It would be, yeah. You could say because if it's a piece of a star, right? Yeah, you could say that way. I always thought of that, oh, yeah. That stars. But here's why. Yeah. It is for an angel, amen. I saw at one time, this is what Jesus showed me. I saw like a huge star, a planet. Uh, people say that start and planning are different. It's what we've been taught since we were in school and all that. But this is what I saw, planning. Coming down over Canada. Seas. The seas next to Canada. I knew this. This was really coming over Canada. I shared this years ago on the Lord's Hour. And... Then I heard about Planet X. I heard about other things. I don't know so much about those things, but I just saw this like a planet coming down to Canada with the Canadian seas. It was huge. I mean, it was huge. And I knew this was going to happen during the Great Tribulation. But how do you explain this? So when then you go into Matthew twenty four twenty nine, it says that the stars shall fall from heaven. It doesn't say the stone of the star or the piece of the star. When I read the star, like the Lord showed me, it was an entire star. Brother Tony, this thing was hundreds of miles across from up and down and around, circle, coming down. I think this thing was bigger than Canada. And it was scary. People from like U.S. and, and across could see this. And people were shaking and nervous and scared because they didn't know the outcome of this. And then the question is, where did you find that in the Bible? That a whole star, a whole star, not a piece, will fall down to the earth in Matthew twenty-four, twenty-nine. Yeah. The star shall fall from heaven. And the power of heaven we shaking. Now, of course, there are demons, fallen angels that are stars that are going to be kicked out out of, out of the heavenly places. And the power of the heaven should be shaken, which is that exactly. But I also heard another word that the demons that are in the armor of fear that Satan has put in there for a long time, the Lord is going to have all these demons that are polluting our air. Polluting our atmosphere that are bringing oppression upon the earth to be removed. And people are going to be shocked when they see this. Because the Lord is bringing an end to all this, all their wickedness, all their evil. 
He's not going to tolerate them to continue to do what they've been doing for years, keeping humanity practically enslaved with the oppression. David said, how much am I going to have to suffer for the oppression of the wicked? The wicked, my brother and sister, like to keep us oppressed. Okay? Let me look that up so you can see. My Lord, that the wicked like to keep us, my brother and sisters, oppressed. And as I said, depressed. A lot of people don't understand their oppression. And why do they feel this way? So oppressed. My brother insisted. And it's because that the fallen one, that's what they like to. Okay? Uh, Psalm 55, 3. Because of the voice of the enemy. Because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me. And wrath, they hate me. But if you continue reading, you, you, you'll learn that the Lord... My brother and sister, okay, it's going to end the oppression. It's going to end the wickedness. Because the reason why they're doing this is, right now, is why? Because they can. The reason why they're doing this is because they can. Hallelujah. This is what David said because of that oppression. Because there might be people listening and people that are going to listen that are wondering why do they feel how they feel, okay? But look, my my heart is sorely in pain within me. Brother Elby, what is this pain I feel in my heart? Brother Elby, why do I feel this pain inside of me every day? It comes and goes, Brother Elby. What is God doing to me? No, God's not doing that to you. God is not doing that to you. The Bible tells you who is doing that to you. Who is doing that, Brother brother Tony? It's the enemy. Again, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, these are the fallen angels. Mm-hmm. For they cast iniquity upon me. Brother Howie, can they cast iniquity upon my life? I, I think I have to sin. I have to do this or that. The, how can the devil cannot cast iniquity upon me? Some people say, what does the word of God say? Can they do it, Brother Tony? Yeah. How do you know they can? Yeah, I, according to Psalm 55, yeah. The word of God yeah. says they can. Yeah. They can. Oh, Brother Obi, I don't know where you get in those verses in the Bible. I don't know because it's not in my Bible. Maybe you haven't read your Bible. Maybe you haven't read your Bible. How can this demon, how can the devil do this to me, Brother Elby? It can't be. I'm a child of God. Hey, David was a child of God, wasn't he? Was he a child of God? Yes or no? Yeah. They were doing this to David. They were, the voice of the enemy. Why do I hear the enemy saying this to me in my ears? 
Is he speaking to me, yes or not? The Bible says he is. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, they cast iniquity upon me. In rap, they hate me. They can't hate me, people say. Of course they hate you. Not God doing this to you. It's the enemy, the one who came to steal, the one that came to kill, the one that came to destroy, Jesus said. It's the one doing this to you. It's not God. Forgive those that you accuse of doing this to you. Because it's, it's, it's not God. It's not your brother and sister. It's the enemy. Read your Bible again. Psalm 53, 4, 3 and 4. What happens to the heart when they do all this in verse 3? All this that they, they're doing to you in verse 3. Verse 4, this is what happens to your heart. My heart is sorely pain within me. Oh, I got to take heart medication because it's, this hurts. This is hurting my heart too much. I have said to the people that spiritual things may feel like physical things. If you if you're going through this, the enemy is attacking you this way. You may be going to the doctor for medication for this pain in your heart. Why do you have this in your heart? But it's not physical. It's not that you were born this way. It's not the the sandwich you ate last week or the food that you've been eating from your local market. It's the enemy. It's the enemy. Read it in your Bible and ask the Lord for wisdom. Okay? My heart is sorely in pain within me. Tylenol and aspirin. Tylenol and aspirin going to take away this pain? But it's only, what do you what do you think? You think like a good, a good 500 milligram of Tylenol and aspirin will really take care of this pain? Not that type of pain, uh, because that's um, I see it out where as well. You know, it's it's uh, that's. Uh, they say that Abil works pretty good. Yeah. But not not in this pain. No, not for that, because that says uh, says my heart is is pain within me. So that's. Uh, like oppression, right? You're, you know. Because he starts with the the boys, the oppression, yeah. the iniquity, the enwrap, the hate. Yeah. I have people say, brother, I don't know why do people hate me so much. A couple of hard ones Why do people hate hate me so much? They say, I'm so hated by by women. Some sisters say, I'm so hated by men. Some guys say. Why do people hate me so much to say? I tell you something. You you want to, the people that you feel that hate you, you want to do a test and see that the Lord is good and that his mercy do it forever? You want to you try a test? I'm going to give you a test. And you're going to see that the Lord is good. Begin to fast and break the hatred of the people that the people have expressed against you. Okay, and watch what happened afterwards. Because the Lord revealed this to me, that the reason why my brothers and sisters we could not get along, it was because of the enemy was causing this, was making all of our feel this way, this pain. And the Lord says to pray and break that, and I begin to do that, 
And then we began to unite ourselves back again. The demonic was breaking up. These are demonic effects. And if you've been attacked like this by the enemy for years, God is giving you the solution tonight. Although we're going home soon. Amen? My brother and sister can be broken off with prayer and fasting. That kind, as Jesus said, will only go with prayer and fasting. Remember that. All right, my heart is sorely <clears throat> pain within me. The terror of death has fallen upon me. Uh, now we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take here, brother Tony, yeah. about the terror of death. Because the terror of death is usually when you feel like dying. Because yeah. that's how a lot of people feel. Yeah. Oh, some people express that they're gonna die soon. But this is not of God, because this one time when God says, you're coming home, you're going to die. But they are terrors <coughs> of death that the enemy can bring upon a person, falling upon a person, yeah. that makes the person feel this way, yeah. feel like dying always. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's death, it's, it's the work of the enemy. Yeah. These only goes out with prayer and fasting. Pray and fast and break that. It's just as in your family, this is a home, this is for your friend, this is for your brothers and sister. These will go out with prayer and fasting. Solution on this. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me. Okay? And it's not that you have a strange sickness on you. That's what a lot of people say. I got this thing that the doctor cannot detect. I mean, they have done x-ray. They have done so many tests in my life, some people say. Brother Elvie, what do you think it could be? Because I got to specialists, they say. I got into to these doctors and these states that, man, they're really good. And they cannot detect what I have, they say. Well, David had the same side effect that you have in his body, in his health, in his life. He had the same side effects. David had them. Okay? What was the side effect David had, Brother Tony? Yeah, Fearfulness, right? And trembling. Fearfulness? Is that like a bone disease? Yeah, yeah. Could be. Yeah. That's what a lot of doctors would probably conclude today. Yeah. I believe you have a strange bone disease yeah. problem. But all of this will be caused by the enemy. Yeah. If they tell you it's a bone disease, it will be caused by the enemy. Fearfulness? Oh, she's always afraid. He's always afraid. Demonic. Demonic. Okay? And trembling. Trembling. Was that like a a, a bone disease shaking? What do they call that? They got some disease where people are shaking a lot. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, I'm not not sure what the name of it is. I think it was this brother, Gigi Avila, who has a similar... He had like a bone disease where he was shaking. Mm-hmm. Parkinson, wasn't it? They do shake, yes. Uh, 
They shake a lot. Yeah. Trembling had come upon me, he says. Mm-hmm. David got that disease. Yeah. David had that Parkinson. Right? Parkinson, what did you say? Par- Parkinson's? Parkinson's. Yeah. He, he had that. Yeah. And, and David said that this was from the enemy. And your doc, what do your doctor will say? Nothing inherit sickness. So people inherit demons. <laughs> Think about it. If you say it's, a, it's an inheritance from the family, a family line sickness, then it's inheriting a demon through the family line. My Lord, my God, give us wisdom, oh Lord. When I came to the Lord, short testimony, there were many sickness in part of my family that I was supposed to have. And, you know, I was always being careful with my life growing up, taking care of myself, but always thinking, well, my family had this, had the knowledge of what they had. When I come to the Lord and I read all this, I was always in the Word, praying and fasting, and the Lord will bring these to the light of my knowledge so clear, so that I said, wait a minute. If 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 this is happening because of demonic attacks, then I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be set free from all these demonic attacks and all that. Then, you know, if I ask the Lord to protect me and keep me, I should not be getting all that. And most of the sickness they got, I don't have it. I don't have it. Because I pray and faster that I will not. Okay? And the Lord kept me from them. Now, am I going to take what they have because it's an it's an inherit it's in it's in it's in the generational line, as they say? No. I'm gonna believe God in his word. That's why I can testify of his goodness. That's why I can testify of his greatness. Because he had been good to me. He had kept me from the attack of the evil one this way. Barbara and sisters. That's why I can testify of his goodness. That's why he sent me to preach his word. Because his goodness has been so great to me. He had kept me and my family. Thank you, Lord. So, and I said, oh... That I have wind like a dove. For then would I fly. Oh, oh no, I, I think I jumped here, Brother Tony. Did I jump? Fear of any trembling come on me, horror. It says that before I go here, it says that the horror, horror, Brother Tony, yeah. overwhelmed him. So that means that when some brothers and sisters, people say, Brother, brother why am I being overwhelmed with everything? Horror had overwhelmed me. And everything overwhelmed me. <laughs> they always feel overwhelmed by things. Demonic. That will go out with fasting and prayer. Fast and pray that the Lord will set you free from all this. So you can be in peace with the Lord. And you will find peace and joy in the Lord on this, and you will be like, I didn't know that was available. It's available for each and one of us. 
Okay. Verse 7, Lo, that I will wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Now, there are other side effects that the Bible has, God has not skipped away. Okay. This side effect of that I will wander far off. What is that? You see people walking away from the house, wandering far off, and you have to go get them. You have to bring them back home because they got this wandering spirit that they wander off. They walk away. I've seen that on television and movies and all that. But that side effect David even has, that he will wander far off. What does that mean? Side effect. Side effect. And then, and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I know that that is a type of loneliness. I was watching someone online that have, that have this, that they feel they need to be alone from the population, from everybody else. They need to seclude themselves somewhere and, and, and just live away from everyone. And I saw that, and, and it made me wonder, made me question. Wait a minute. That is a kind of side effect of sickness that I have not seen yet. And a few weeks ago, I began to learn about this. Remain in the wilderness. This loneliness that this person has. And there are several people like that in life that they need to be alone. They cannot live with anyone. If they get married, they get divorced because they feel that the husband is too close to them. They want to sleep alone in their own bed. They just got to live alone. And it's still, that's why it's so difficult for them to have children, have a family, because they feel like they need to be lonely. That is, is another sickness that needs need to be break off. Thank the Lord. Now, verse 8, that I will hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Why do a lot of people feel, another side effect, that everything is coming down on them and you don't see anything? They see a storm on their head. They feel everything falling upon them. The whole world is falling upon them. It's caving on them. But they're the only one feeling this way. Only one feeling this way. That I will hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. This person, where is falling upon the head here? Upon this person, life. And they hasten my escape like I need to run away. They're always in the run. Remember when you see this on people, that's not of God. Person always being on the run. I got to go. I got to go, they say. I got to go. And then you meet, I, I, we have a brother like that in the church. Wonderful brother. But he, he was always on the go. Always on the go. I mean, the service was not hardly even finished. He was going. He was grabbing his thing and going. And then you, you wanted to spend some time with him. He was always on the go. And you, then you wonder, why is this a person always on the go? What's so important that this person always needs to do that is always on the go. And it was not, he, didn't do, he didn't want to do nothing important. Is that he felt this way. He felt that he he was he needed to escape, as it were, see? Yeah. I need to escape, brother. 
<laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Amen to that. Yeah, that's what is true. Amen. Verse 9. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongue. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Look where, look where he was living at this time in the city. Yeah. And look what he, what he saw in the city. He has seen violence and strife in the city. Now, does other people violence and strife affect you? Shouldn't they, if it's the neighbors doing it, if you have a chance to give them an advice and say, hey, God, why are you fighting them? Why don't you just get along? Or pray for them even. Yeah. It was affecting David after his neighbor were in the city were yeah. always fighting. Yeah. People say it was driving him crazy. <laughs> it was affecting him because yeah. he says, look, destroy, O Lord, and divide your tongue. <laughs> that prayer for his neighbor... <laughs> <laughs> you know <clears throat> You know, it's a little bit funny But it's really not in the sense That I have heard people praying like this For other people And you think like What in the world? Why is this person praying this way? Is that a right intercession, Brother Tony? If, if your neighbors are fighting and arguing and What are you praying for? Lord, destroy and divide the tongue. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I probably no. That wouldn't be. I wouldn't pray that way. But not loving. <laughs> not loving. Not, not like that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just spiritually, yeah. You know, talking about. <laughs> They, he should have been rebuking the enemy that is coming out of his neighbor, but to say to the Lord, Lord, not the neighbor, <laughs> not the, not the person. No. And then he says, "For I have seen violence and strife in the city." Yeah. I mean, naturally, if you go to L.A., if you go to New York, if you go to Vegas, if you go to Chicago, if you go to major city, even Charlotte or Raleigh, hallelujah. Why, you know, what, you see this violence in the city, but I'm not going to pray for God. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, verse 10. Day and night they go about upon the wall thereof. Mischief, mischief, also in sorrow, are in the midst of it. Um, thank you, Lord. Um. Now, what about seeing people doing this day and night and bothering you so much? He says that day and night they go about, it is upon the world thereof. Mischief also in sorrow are in the midst of it. Is he, is he, is he imagined this? Or, or, I mean, even if he's seeing it, oh, Lord. Verse 11, wickedness is in the midst thereof. The thief and misguided, they part not from her street. Which I, I believe this is Babylon also. Okay? My brother insisted. Wickedness in the midst thereof. The thief and misguided, they part not from their street. 
And that's why we need to be careful because this, 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 this. Verse 12. For it, is, it was not as an enemy that reproached me that I could have borne, neither have. Was it he that hate me, that they magnify himself against me, that I will have hid myself from him? I don't know if it's the right attitude to deal with people is to hide yourself from them, but a lot, a lot of us use that as a tool. Yeah. Like, hide ourselves from them. David did. David did because a lot of time you have to avoid those arguments. Because you notice that if you keep going to them, there will be argument. You can cause, you can be part of the, of the problem, not the solution. Right. So you have to be wise also. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So I'll leave that there. I'll bring about another Bible study about all this that they went through with the wicked. It, it, it's the oppression of the wicked. Oppression of the wicked. I wanted to go by it quickly just so, so people understand that they will say it's mental and psychological, and they will give you medication for it. But medication is not going to heal your mind, your emotion, your feeling, how you feel about the things you see. Because when something is demonic, medication is not going to fix the problem. Because I worked in mental health for nine years. I dealt with these people. And medication was not fixing the problem. But I noticed that fasting and praying, rebuking what was causing these side effects of life, of the, of the oppression of the wicked and all that, people will be in set free and not feeling the same. They will be in deliver from it. And that alone was teaching me that God can set us free from the oppression of the wicked. Why does the wicked bring oppression on our lives? Because it makes us things negative. It makes us behave negative. And it makes us get angry at people. Notice how angry people are today. Why do you think people, when they cut other people in traffic, they swear and they do all this? That anger is being brought by the enemy on their life on purpose. We're purpose to destroy them. And you and I as a Christian need to understand this by the word of God. That the enemy is working behind all these things. And that he's doing it to kill, steal, and destroy their lives. But you and I don't need to be falling under the same plan of the enemy. Because our God is greater. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I was telling Brother Tony, yes, it's good to bring the, 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 thank you, Lord, the good word, the message, the teaching. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. But it's also good to also talk about what God has in plan of goodness to us. What is he going to bring to us that's going to give us so much joy and so much peace? And what is ahead from God, from God to us? And, and hallelujah, praise the Lord. He says in Deuteronomy, and I'll let you read, Deuteronomy 33 says that, Then then the Lord thy God will return thee from captivity, have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations. 
whither the Lord God has scattered thee. I I used to look at the scatter of God's people by God over the nations of something negative before. But no, it's not negative. I believe why God scattered them, Brother Tony, was with the purpose of using them to reach out to other people to being saved. See, we can say, oh, poor people, they've been scattered all over the nations. But how God going to reach the nations with the gospel, with the word, is it, if, like Paul said, if no one is teaching them. So looking at it that way, it had a, a really good purpose, a good plan of God, Brother Tony. Yeah. So I saw 43.9, Brother Tony. Yeah. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us uh, the former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified or, or let them hear and say it is truth. What does that mean there? The nation agreeing to the plan of God. He assembled them. And he says, who among them can declare? See, exactly what I was saying. His plan is just not only to scatter them, to punish them, but it was to really, for them to declare and show the former thing, let them bring forth the witness. Because that's how we are, you and I, witnesses for the Lord. Yeah. So the plan of God was that they may be justified. We're justified through Christ and his blood. So that the plan was to bring them under the blood of Jesus. Okay? And let them hear and say, who is the true Messiah? Jesus. It is true. It's Messiah. Salvation. Thank you, Lord. Now, what's the ultimate plan? I said 66, 18, Brother Tony. Yeah. For I know their works and their thoughts. It shall come that I, w- I will gather all the nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. Now, why do they need to see, Brother Tony? Why do they need to see God's glory? Because all these years, thousands of years, has been about hearing the Lord. Yeah. Hear what the Lord has to say. There has to come a time... When they will not be no more here, they will be see, see, and not just a letter C, see, see, see the glory, e e, see the glory. I like it. it sounds like in Spanish. See, see it, and people say see it and believe it. See it and worship him. See him. What did Jesus say about the angels and Father? The angel sees the the face of God. Did Moses see God in the mountain? Did Abraham see God? Isaac and Jacob. The Bible says our fathers saw God. So did they see him? Yes. The Adam see God and Eve. Every morning, they saw him. The plan of God has been that we will see the Lord. 
The nation will see his glory. That's what 20, Matthew 24 says. He will show. He will appear. They will see him. No more would the Lord be hidden. But you will see him. He will show his glory to you. These are the day of Elisha, my brothers and sisters. You will see, you saw Elisha go home in a car of fire, horses and chariots. Jesus is coming back in horses with his army. You will see. You're going to see. It's time to see how began in 2024, said the Lord to me. Time to see. He will show his glory. He will show himself to you. You have heard, but now you will see, the Lord says. I, I got so joyful when he said that to me. You have heard, but now you will see. You'll begin to see this year. And I'm waiting to see. Oh, Lord, my heart is waiting to see. I'm looking to see. I want to see. Because I've seen him in heaven. His glory. He's greater than his creation. He is greater than all. And there's no weapon formed against him that will prosper. My brother and sister, he's God almighty. And when you come to Jerusalem in the millennium, you will see the Lord. You will see the Lord. And the word will proceed out of his mouth, says the prophet. You will be standing. And you will look to his eyes. And you say, there is my Lord. There is my God. Every day, every morning like Adam, you will see the Lord. The Lord God Almighty. Will be standing in Jerusalem. And from Jerusalem, the word of God will proceed out of his mouth. My brother and sister says the prophet. Says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jeremiah thirty seventeen at that time shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. My throne, the Lord says. And all the nations shall be gathered unto it. Yes, Lord, come. Yes, Lord, come. To the name of the Lord. To Jerusalem, neither shall they walk any more after the imagination <coughs> of the evil heart. Hallelujah. The imagination of the evil heart ends in the millennium. And when Jesus comes to Jerusalem, it will end. He will end all evil. Including of the heart. You, you hear the Lord. He, he will destroy Satan. He will destroy all principality. All Nephilim. He throws them to the lake of fire. He bound the devil for a thousand years. He throws them to the lake of fire. Then he ends the devil in the end. And there's the last enemy. is thrown into the lake of fire with Satan. 
But there's still one evil that needs to be ended. That is an imagination of the heart of man. That the Lord is going to put an end. Also, that it might be as wicked as the devil. And it's the evil heart. It's an evil heart. And it's that the heart can be evil. Heart can be evil. Evil heart. That the heart can be evil. And the imagination. We need to stop these thoughts. Rebuke them in Jesus' name. Ask the Lord to cleanse our mind with his blood and his holy fire every day. Every day. Lord, cleanse our mind, our heart with your blood and with your holy fire, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord, to think of you, to think of the good things of God. At that time shall the, call, the Lord shall call Jerusalem to the throne of the Lord. And all the nations shall gather unto it. Let's go to Jerusalem to the name of the Lord. To Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk anymore after the imagination of the evil of the heart. All that imagination is gone. Our heart will be like gold, pure, pure gold. My brother and sister, God is so good. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Again, he talked about the captivity there. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Joel 3, 2, and also... Gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of house of fire and plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Are they going to part Jerusalem, Brother Tony? Uh, Is Jerusalem going to be divided in two? Uh, that's what it's saying. I'm... Yes, because God says so. Yeah. <laughs> Always remember, God says so, yes. Yeah. Someone said, Brother, is Jerusalem going to be divided? I don't think so, some people say in their opinion. Why do I say yes? Brother, don't you love Jerusalem? <laughs> don't you love the Jewish people, Brother Elvis? <laughs> I do, and I pray for them every day. Yeah. But God's word cannot lie. Yeah. God said they parted my land. What does the word party mean? It means divided, right? Divided. Yeah. They divided my land. The east from the west. They divided it. Okay? So God says they did. How can they not? God is right. And everybody else is wrong to me in that regard. What he says it is. I'm not going to question what God says. I'm going to question what people are saying in the media. And I said the media is crazy. The media is wrong. And God is right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Habakkuk. Let me see what Habakkuk said. Two five. Yea, also because of his transgression, by wine he is proud of man. Proud, a proud man. Neither should keep at home, who enlarges his desire in hell. Talking about the Antichrist here. 
he enlarged. This is being done in secret by the Antichrist. He goes to hell with one purpose. He visits hell with one purpose from, 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 from earth. To enlarge his desire. Is there anything hidden from the word of God? Because everything is there. It is as dead it cannot be satisfied. Why was satisfied the Antichrist? Brother Talk. He cannot be satisfied. But gather unto him all nations. How many people are going to follow the Antichrist? All nations. All nations. A heap unto all people. What is that word heap, Brother Tony? Gather. Let me see what the other Bible translation said. Even the Amplified can help us. He gathered himself to a nation, collected himself all people. What do you say, gather? It's like collect. It's the same, I believe, no? Yeah. Collect. Similar, similar words, yeah. Moreover, wine is treacherous and betray the arrogant men. So he does not stay at home. He does not stay at home. His appetite is like like Sheol. It's in life like Sheol. His appetite is like what's it's like in talking about the underground. He is like death, never satisfied. Two things there. Death is never satisfied near the Antichrist. He gathered to himself all nations. Collected himself all people of his own and he owned them. Ooh. Talking about owning something that doesn't belong to you. So that means that when they come under his authority or govern, he owns them. Wow, the men are sin. How I could fire, remember that. My Lord, my God, the things that are in the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sephaniah 3.8. Therefore, weigh ye upon me. Go ahead, read it, brother. Therefore, wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise uh, to the prey. For my determination is to gather the nations, that they may assemble the kingdoms, or that I may assemble the kingdoms, to pour upon them my indignation, even all my fierce anger. For all the earth shall be devoured with fire of my jealousy. Wow. Fire. The answer to the problem we have on the earth today is fire. God knows it's fire. But men and women are having a difficult time understanding this. The fire is one of the most powerful cleansing methods, tools. And that's the tool God can use in the last day to cleanse the earth. Fire. Fire, my brother and sister. He says, and well, all the earth should be devoured with fire of my jealousies. Why jealousy? Because what belongs to him have been taken away. And he's jealous. And the punishment will be fire. Even all my anger. He's going to put it up on the earth. 
my brother and sister, the indignation of the seven-year great tribulation, okay, that I may assemble the kingdom to pour upon them my indignation. So come, come to the valleys, come. It's going to be terrible, my brother and sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We'll leave it up here now. Uh, there were some prophecies. We, I didn't, I didn't think I played Sister Celeste the one last time completely, but I'll, I'll play the 1937. That, that, uh, so people can hear what been prophesied over California. This word from the 1937 prophecy over California. Uh, it's, it's just to meditate on it and, and see that the Lord has said that these things are coming to pass. We have, we have a couple of verses. I'm going to go read it, and then we'll go ahead and play that word. Zechariah 14, 2, I will gather the nation against Jerusalem to battle. The city will be shaking. The house is rifled. The women ravaged half of the city to go into captivity. The city of the people uh, should not be cut off all from the city. Now, Brother Tony, about this word here. 10 million people today in Israel. 10 million people today. There were 6 million people that came out of Egypt. 350, 250 was made into the promised land. What is that, 3%? Sounds like 3% again will be left. Because when he says, I will gather the nation against Jerusalem for battle, the city will be taken. Now, what is it that will be taken, Brother Tony? Besieged, right? Yeah. So the city will be besieged. Is that when the Gentile will, will, will govern for 42 months? Yeah, that's what we're Yeah, they were. Yeah. <clears throat> they were stepped in foot there for 42 months, is the prophet. Yeah. In the house of, of, of rifle and the women's ravish, is that the ravish is what the... the Taken, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And half of the city should go forth into captivity, brother Tony. Iran is getting ready for this Russia and China and in other nations right now. The Great Tribulation is about to start. We don't have much time left. I wanted to bring these verses and I will bring more next week. In regard, in this Bible study, I want to focus you in Jerusalem, Israel, the Middle East, the prophecy. I did not finish uh, Zechariah 14. There are things there that I want you to hear, but I cannot just bring it quickly. So much information there in Zechariah 14. So next Tuesday, God willing, if we're not rapture, we'll bring Zechariah 14. And and because you're gonna see the Lord showing up there, showing up for His people. There's a time there. We're gonna compare Zechariah 14 to Genesis 6. I'm sorry, Revelation 6. Revelation 6, which is equal to Genesis 6 when the giant came. And we're gonna compare these these and show you that the Lord get on His horse and come to conquer. He has to, because if you read Zechariah 14, you see why Jesus needs to come down, because there's a whole mess going down in Jerusalem, Israel. So he has to be there. 
And you see it showing up in Zechariah 14 there, like quietly coming in there. Like if he doesn't come, there will not be a remnant of 144,000. There will not be a remnant of Israel. So he has to come. Like when he came down in Exodus 3 when Moses met him, he said he had descended to free his people out of Egypt. You see the Lord coming, like when he showed up to Gideon to, re, re, to re release his people from the Midianite power, Midianite. So you got to see the Lord coming up for his people and fighting for them. And I'm going to show it to you next week, God willing, if we're still here, that banking is mine, says the Lord. I will repay them. He's going to repay the wicked ones for their wickedness against his people that they had planned. Okay? Then Matthew 25, 32, then beforehand shall he be gathered all nations and shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divides the sheep from the goat. This part here is what I want you to understand, that they are sheep but they are goats. And there needs to be, there needs to be, when Moses was up in the mountain in, in, in was it Num, I think it was Exodus 32. And God told Moses that the people that he had brought out of Egypt had contaminated themselves, corrupted themselves. I, I don't know if the word correction to Moses, he didn't have a good meaning of the understanding of the word correction. Because when God says to him, let, it, let me destroy him and make you out of you and the nation, Moses told God to repent. And to me, my understanding is that he had a good understanding of the word correction. Because correction means that it cannot be repaired. Why did the people die in those 40 years? Because they could not be repaired. God had to try with the children because the parents cannot be repaired. And here's the example in Matthew 22, 32. There are goats and there are sheep. Sheep are on the right. Goats are on the left. Can the goat be repaired? No. Because even the Lord has to separate them. And I know this 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 word. That's why we got to go into the word. I cannot give you, I'm giving you a preview. But if I give it to you harsh, you say, well, brother, how can you think that way? How about we make mistakes and God has restored us and all this? That's not what I'm referring to, my brother and sister. I'm referring to the wife that Esau wanted marry. I'm referring to the, the man in Nehemiah that wanted marry the strange flesh. I'm referring to the strange flesh that cannot be restored. They corrupt, they are corrupted but they can correct also. And God told the children of Israel before they left Egypt not to mix with these other nations. 
that they will have to go through. No, because they were chosen by God, and if they would do what they did, they will correct themselves also, because all nations were corrupted already. It, it takes a longer explanation. So let's go into the word. He is Messiah who chooses a sheep in Matthew 25, 32. And before him shall he gather all nations. How many nations I don't how many nations has he gathered together here, Brother Tony? Yeah, gather all nations. All. Yeah. That what does the word all mean? Yeah. Uh, all of them, right? All nations. All nations, right? All. All means all. I asked this many years ago. Like seventeen years ago. What does the word all mean in a Bible study? Because when we say all, people say it cannot be all. It cannot be all. But oh, it cannot be all. Come on, brother. Where's the mercy of God in this? He's merciful. He's good. Yeah. And endure forever. But it's all nations. Come here, you. And he shall separate them. One from another. As a shepherd. Pastor. What was, what's the other word for, for the shepherd? Talking about Jesus. When refer to shepherd. Good the good shepherd. What's the other word? Uh, Holy, righteous. There's another word in Isaiah referring to Jesus as a shepherd. Divide his teeth from the goal. Oh, God doesn't call division, brother. That's the flesh. That's man. God doesn't call division, brother Tony. Huh? No, God doesn't cause division. How many times you heard that? God doesn't cause division, they say. Oh, no, that's man. God, no, not the Lord. The Lord's not going to divide anyone. Oh, no, he, he you know. Uh, g- give it a little time. Just wait a little bit more. <laughs> just, just, just give it a little bit more time, Okay. Uh, okay, brothers and sisters, shalom, shalom. Hopefully, uh, Sister Carla will come on tomorrow. If not, we'll, we'll, get a, we'll give it a good message for tomorrow. Shalom. About a dream that dates back to 1937. It was had by a 17-year-old boy, and it caused quite a stir among the Pentecostal people at that time throughout America because it was publicized in this magazine, Prophecies of Tomorrow. And I'd always just been able to get excerpts of it. Somebody said he said this and saw this and saw this. But the other day I was sitting up there at, uh, in uh, Canada and a young boy asked me, began to ask me questions about the earthquake because he'd heard my sermons on prophecy and began to ask me, and one of them spoke up and says, well, you ever heard this? And uh, Danny O'Million is the one who did. He said, well, Brother Green, I, I know where that is. So they looked me up a copy of it that, that their father had way back a long time ago. Now, I want to uh, give you some dates on this so that you'll, you'll understand and try to get the feeling of it. 1906 is when the San Francisco earthquake occurred. You know, the one everybody talks about, the great... San Francisco earthquake. 
Now, that one happened at the beginning of the year, and then right about that time, the Azusa Street Revival happened also. Were you aware of that? That you know that they, they came together. There was a, and there were some people then that felt that the earthquake in San Francisco was a sign from God and that, that it caused people to be receptive to the gospel of Jesus Christ in Azusa Street. This young boy had had an accident. <clears throat> he was riding his horse, and he fell off of the horse, and he was in the hospital. And he had had a severe headache. I don't know whether he had a head injury or what it was, but this, the best that I can decipher it, he dreamed four nights in a row. And each night, a little bit more detail. Some of the things was repeated. So I want you to notice as I read this, keep in mind it was in 1937. And remember the things that were not available in 1937. They were not there that he saw. Now, this created a stir in 1938 when it was published. But they didn't know then whether these things were going to be. But when you see now the things that he saw have come to pass, then we should look at it and say, well, he was someplace. Remember in the film, Deep Called Deep, Brother Bram said, you take a dreamer. He says, dream me a dream. You can't dream a dream if you want to. He said, now, a seer says his subconscious knowledge right here and said he can dream a dream with his eyes wide open. But some people have a deep subconscious and they go to sound asleep and they never dream a dream. But he said, if you dream a dream, that's part of you that's somewhere. That's another dimension. So let me try to give you this tonight in a few minutes. There's about four or five pages of it here. And let me just give it to you. He said, I, uh, I was in the hospital room with a terrific headache. And he said, it was as the whole world was revolving inside my brain. Vaguely, the fall from my horse, Blackie. And as I lay there, pictures began to form in my mind. Pictures that moved with the speed of lightning, but pictures that stood still. I seemed to be in another world. Whether it was in the future, or whether it was in some ancient land, I can't say. Then slowly, like the, like the screen of the talkie, but with color and smell and sound. Remember, it was silent movies back then. I seemed to find myself in Los Angeles. It was Los Angeles. It was bigger, much bigger. There were buses and odd-shaped cars crowded the city streets. I thought about Hollywood Boulevard, and I found myself there on Hollywood Boulevard. Whether this is true, I don't know, but... There was a lot of guys about my age, 17, but they had beards. And some of them were wearing earrings. All the girls wore short skirts, and they slouched along, moving like a dance. He said, I wondered if I could talk to them. I said, hello, but they didn't hear me or see me. I decided that I would look as funny to them as they looked to me. I tried for a while, but that crazy kind of walk I guess it's something you have to learn. I couldn't do it. How many of you know what he's talking about now? I noticed there was a quiet, a kind of stillness, as if you could hear stillness. Something, something was missing, something that 
that should be here. At first, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know what it was, but then I did. There were no birds. I listened. I walked two blocks north on the boulevard, past all the houses, but no birds. I wondered what had happened to them. Had they gone away? Where? It was as still I could hear the stillness. I'd never experienced anything like that, but I listened. Just stillness. Then I knew something was going to happen. I wondered what year it was. It certainly was not 1937. I saw a newspaper on the corner with a picture of the president. It wasn't Mr. Roosevelt. He was bigger, heavier, had big ears. If it wasn't 1937, I wondered what year it was. I looked at the mast of the headline, and I, I couldn't quite make it out, but it looked like 1969. I wasn't sure. My eyes weren't functioning on it, but something was coming, and it was. The nurse woke me up to take my temperature. I woke up thinking, what a crazy dream. The next night, he said, my headache is worse. It's a wonder I didn't get killed on that horse. I've had another crazy dream. It was back in Hollywood. I saw those people, and I wondered, why did they dress like that? I found myself back on the boulevard, but this time I was waiting for there was something to happen. Something big was going to happen, and, and I was going to be there. I looked up at the clock down by that big theater. It was 10 minutes to 4, 3.50 in the afternoon. That's where all the movie stars put their handprints and footprints and names and all. I recognized a few of them. The other names I'd never heard. Those crazy kids. Why are they all dressed like that? Maybe, maybe it's some Halloween doings or something. But it don't seem like Halloween. He had pretty good perception, didn't he? He said it was more like early spring. There was that sound again, that, or that lack of sound. Stillness, stillness, stillness. He wondered, don't these people know that the birds have gone somewhere? The quiet is getting bigger and bigger. I know it's going to happen. Something's going to happen. It's happening now. And again, the nurse woke him up. The next night, he dreamed again. Where have I been? He said, brother, where haven't I been? I've been to the ends of the earth and back. I've been to the end of the world. There isn't anything left, not even Fresno, even though I'm, I'm lying right there this minute. So he was in the hospital in Fresno. If only my eyes would get a little clearer so I could write all this down, nobody will believe me anyway. I'm going back to that last moment on the boulevard. He said this, some sweet kid went past, and he's talking about a girl that he saw that she was dragging little boys, twins, I guess, one by each hand. Her skirt was up, well, pretty high, and she had a tired look. I thought for a minute I could ask her about the birds, what had happened to them, and then I remembered she didn't see me. Her hair was all frizzy, way out all over her head. 
1937, young girl, twin, miniskirt, looking like she's tired. You ever seen one under the influence? Frizzy hair. A lot of them I looked at looked like that, but she looked so tired and like she was sorry about something. I guess she was sorry before it happened because it surely did happen. There was a funny smell. I don't know where it come from. I didn't like it. A smell like sulfuric acid, a smell like, like death. For a minute, I thought I was back in, in chemistry class. When I looked around for the girl, she was gone. I wanted to find her for some reason. It was as if I knew something was going to happen and I could stay with her and help her. But she was gone, and I walked half a block, then saw the clock again. My eyes seemed glued on that clock. I couldn't move. I just waited. It was five minutes to four o'clock on a sunny afternoon. I thought I would stand there looking at that clock forever, waiting for the something to come. Then when it came, it was nothing. It was just nothing. <clears throat> it wasn't nearly as hard as the earthquake that we'd had two years before, and that's the one in 1935. The ground shook just an instant. People looked at each other, surprised. Then they laughed. I laughed, too. So this was what I had been waiting for, this funny little shake. It meant nothing. I was relieved, and I was disappointed. What had I been waiting for? I started back up the boulevard, moving my legs like those kids. How did they do that? He said, I never found out. I, I felt as if the ground wasn't solid under me. I knew I was dreaming, and yet I wasn't dreaming. There was that smell again coming like from the ocean. I was getting to the 5 and 10, Newberry. And I saw the look on the kids' faces. Two of them were right in front of me coming my way, both with beards and one with earrings. One said, let's get out of this place. Let's go back east. He seemed scared. It was as if the sidewalks were trembling, but you couldn't seem to see them. Not with your eyes, you couldn't. And an old lady had a dog, a little white dog, and she stopped and looked scared and grabbed him in her arms and said, let's go home, Frothraw. Mama's going to take you home, that poor little old lady hanging on to her dog. I got scared, real scared. I remembered the girl. She was way down the block, probably. I started to run. I ran and ran, and the ground kept trembling. I couldn't see it. <coughs> I couldn't feel it, but I knew it was trembling. Everybody looked scared. They looked terrible. <coughs> One young lady just sat down on the sidewalk all doubled up. She kept saying, earthquake, it's the earthquake, over and over. But I couldn't see that anything was different. Then when it came, how it came, like nothing in God's world, like nothing. It was like the scream of a siren, long and low, or the scream of a woman that I had heard giving birth when I was a child. It was awful. It was as if something, some monster was pushing up the sidewalk. You felt it long before you saw it, as if the sidewalks wouldn't hold anymore. Let me stop right here and tell you that we have a tape recording of, a, of an earthquake that happened in Caracas, Venezuela. A brother was 
dubbing one tape into another, Brother Galdonas, and the earthquake happened down there, which was about a 6.5, and he had the tape recorder running, just taking it from one recorder to another without a wire, and the earthquake came, and it does. At first, it sounded like a siren coming, and when it got the noise, came to the highest peak, it sounded like about 10,000 motorcycles had passed, and you could hear it go off into the distance. I think we've still got that tape somewhere, but when I read this, I thought of that because I played that to the church years ago. He said, I looked out at the cars. They were honking. They just kept moving. They didn't seem to know yet that anything was happening. Then a little white car, baby half-sized one, came sprawling from the inside lane right against the curb. 1937. All the cars were alike. But when he saw this, there was big ones and there was little baby cars. He said that baby half-sized one came sprawling from the inside lane right against the curb. The girl who was driving it just sat there. <clears throat> she sat there with her, with her eyes staring as if she couldn't move. But I could hear her. She whimpered like a little girl. She made funny noises. I watched her, thinking of the other girl. I said that it was a dream and I would wake up, but I didn't wake up. The shaking had started again, but this time different. It was a nice shaking, like a, like a cradle being rocked for a minute. And then I saw the middle of the boulevard. It seemed to be breaking in two. The concrete looked as if it had been pushed straight up by some giant shovel. It was breaking in two. That's why the girl's car went out of control. And then a loud sound again, like I've never heard before. Then hundreds of sounds, all kinds of sounds. Children and women and those crazy guys with earrings. They were all moving, it seemed. Some of them above the sidewalk. I can't describe it. They were lifted up, and the waters kept oozing and oozing. The cry, it was awful. I woke up. I never want to have that dream again. The next night, <clears throat> he dreamed again. It came again. Like the first time, which was a preview, and all I could remember what it was that it was the end of the world. I was right back there with all that crying, right in the middle of it. My eardrums felt as they were going to burst, noise everywhere, people falling down, some of them badly hurt, pieces of buildings, chips flying in the air. One hit me hard on the side of the face, but I didn't seem to feel it. I wanted only to wake up to get away from that place. It had been fun in the beginning, the first dream, what I kind of knew I was going to dream the end of the world or something, but this was terrible. There were older people in the car. Most of the kids were on the street. But those old guys were screaming and hollering as if anybody could help them. Nobody could help them. It was then I felt myself lifted up. Maybe I had died, I don't know, but I was over the city. It was tilting toward the ocean like tilting a picnic table. The buildings were holding better than you could believe. They were holding. They were standing. The people who saw that the buildings and they tried to cling to them or get inside, it was fantastic. Like a building had a will of its own. Everything else breaking around them, and they were holding, holding. I was up over them, looking down. I started to root for them. Hold that line. I said, hold that line. Hold it. 
I wanted to cheer it or shout to scream. If the buildings held, those buildings on the boulevard, maybe the girl with the two kids, maybe she could get inside. It looked that way for a long time, maybe three minutes. Three minutes was like forever. Everybody was trying to get inside. They were going to hold. You knew they were going to hold, even if the waters kept coming up. Only they didn't. In 1937, they did not have building codes to satisfy earthquakes. Now they do. Most of the buildings in Los Angeles now have been built to withstand earthquakes. And this boy had this dream about these buildings before they ever put that code in effect. He said, I've never imagined <clears throat> what it would be like for a building to die. A building dies just like a person that gives way. Some of the bigger ones did just that. They begin to crumble like an old man with palsy <clears throat> who couldn't take it anymore. They crumbled right down to nothing. And the little ones screamed like mad over and above the roar of the people. They were mad about dying, but the buildings died. I couldn't look anymore at the people. I kept wanting to get higher. I kept willing myself to go higher. Then I seemed to be out of it all, but I could see. I seemed to be up on top of Big Bear near San Bernardino. But the funny thing was that I could see everywhere. I knew what was happening. The earth seemed to tremble again. I could feel it, though, even though I was up high. This time it lasted maybe 12 seconds, and it was gentle. You couldn't believe anything so gentle could cause so much damage. But then I saw the streets of Los Angeles and everything between the San Bernardino Mountains and Los Angeles. It was all tilting toward the ocean, houses, everything that was left. I could see the big lanes, dozens of big lanes, still loaded with cars, five lanes in some places, and all the cars sliding in the same way. No freeways in 1937. No five-lane streets, 1937. Now the ocean was coming in, moving like a huge snake across the land. I wondered how late it was, and I could see the clock. Even though I wasn't there on the boulevard, boulevard it was 429. It had been half an hour. I was glad I couldn't hear the crying anymore, but I could see everything. Then, like looking at a huge map of the world, <clears throat> I could see what was happening on the land and with people. San Francisco was feeling it, <clears throat> but she was in no way like Hollywood or Los Angeles. I, I seemed to see it was the garlic fault, not just the San Andrews that was rocking San Francisco, it was moving just like that earthquake movie with Jeanette MacDonald and Clark Gable. I could see all those mountains coming together, the Sierra Nevada, San Andrews, and Garland. I knew what was going to happen to San Francisco. It was going to turn over because of Garland's fault. It would turn upside down. It went quickly because of the twisting. I guess it seemed much faster than Hollywood, but then I wasn't exactly there. I was a long way off. I shut my eyes for a long time, I guess 10 minutes, and when I opened them, I saw the Grand Canyon. When I looked at the Grand Canyon, <clears throat> the great big gap was closing in. Boulder Dam was being pushed from underneath. 
and then Nevada, and on up to Reno, way down south to Baja, California. Mexico, too. It looked like some volcano down there was erupting along with everything else. I saw the map of South America, especially Colombia. Another volcanic eruption, shaking violently. Venezuela seemed to be having some kind of volcanic activity. Way off of the distance, I could see Japan on a fault, too. It was so far off, not easy to see, because I was still up on Big Bear Mountain, but Japan started to go into the sea. I couldn't tell time then, and the people looked like dogs far away. I could hardly see it. In a minute or two, it seemed over. Everybody was gone. Nobody was left. I didn't know time now. I couldn't see a clock. I tried to see the island of Hawaii. I could just see huge tidal waves beating against it. The people on the streets were getting wet, and they were scared, but I didn't see anybody going into the sea. I seemed way around the globe, more flooding. Is the world going to be drenched? Constantinople, Black Sea rising, Suez Canal for some reason seemed to be drying up. Sicily, she didn't hold. I could see the map, Mount Etna shaking. A lot of this area seemed to go, but it seemed to be earlier or later. I wasn't sure of the time now. In England, huge flood, but no tidal waves. Water, water everywhere, but no one going in the sea. People were frightened and crying. Some places they fell on the streets on their knees and started to pray for the world. I didn't know the English people were emotional, but Ireland and Scotland, all kind of churches were crowded. It seemed night and day. People were carrying candles, and everybody was crying for California. Nevada, parts of Colorado, maybe all of it, even Utah. Everybody was crying. Most of them didn't even know anybody in California. Nevada, Utah, but they were crying as if they had blood kin, like one family, like it happened to them. New York came into view. She was still there. Nothing had happened, yet water level was way up. Here things were different. People were running in the streets yelling, end of the world. Kids ran into the restaurants and ate everything they could get their hands on. I saw a shoe store with all the shoes gone in about five minutes. Fifth Avenue, everybody running. You see that here what he did is he saw rioting and looting, which you didn't have in 1937. Some radio blasting from the loudspeaker that in a few minutes the power might be put off. They must control themselves. Five girls were running like mad toward the YWCA, that place on Lexington or somewhere. They ran like they were scared to death. But nothing was happening in New York. I saw an old lady with garbage cans filling them with water. Everybody seemed scared to death. Some people looked dazed. The streets seemed filled with loudspeakers. It wasn't daylight. It was night. I saw like the next day and Something, everything was topsy-turvy. Loudspeakers again about fuel tanks broken in areas. Storage of oil. People seemed to be looting markets. I saw a lot of places that seemed safe and people were not scared, especially the rural areas. Here everything was almost as if nothing had happened. People seemed headed to these places, some on foot, some on cars, but some had run out of fuel. I heard or somehow I know that somewhere in the Atlantic, Land had come up, a lot of land. I was getting awful tired, and I wanted to wake up. I wanted to go back and check on that girl to know where she was and those two kids. I found myself back in Hollywood. It was still 429. I wasn't up on Big Bear then. I was perched right over Hollywood.
I was just there, and it seemed perfectly natural in my dream. I could hear now. I could hear someplace a radio station blasting out, telling people not to panic. <clears throat> they were dying in the streets. There were pictures, movies. Some right in Hollywood, they were carrying on with all the shaking. One fellow in the picture was a little short guy who, who could have been scared to death, but he wasn't. He kept shouting and reading instructions, something about some kind of a plane that hovers overhead that's coming over. Two things he saw, television, the pictures flashing, and helicopters, which wasn't in 1937. But I knew they couldn't. Things were happening in the atmosphere. The waves were rushing up now, such waves, nightmare waves. Then I saw again Boulder Dam going up, pushing together, breaking apart. No Grand Canyon. It was pushing together. Boulder Dam was breaking apart. It was still daylight. All these radio stations went off the same time. <clears throat> Boulder Dam had broken. I wondered how everybody would know about people back east. That was when I saw ham radio operators. I saw them in the oddest places, if it were, if I were right there with them, like little guy with glasses that kept sounding the alarm. One kept saying, this is California. We're going into the sea. This is California. We're going into the sea. Get to the high places. Get to the mountains. All states west. This is California. We're going to the, we're going to the, I thought he was going to say sea, but I could see him. He was inland, but the waters had come in. His hand was still clinging to the table. He was going to get up so that once again he could say, this is California. We're going into the sea. I seemed to hear this over and over for what seemed hours, just those words. They kept it up to the last minute, all of them calling out, get to the mountains. This is California. We're going into the sea. I woke up. It didn't seem as if I had been dreaming. I have never been so tired. For a minute or two, I thought it had happened. I wondered about two things. I hadn't found out what happened to that girl. I'd been thinking about it. I'm going home tomorrow. It was just a dream. There was nothing more. Nobody in the future of Hollywood Boulevard is going to wear earrings and those beards. Nothing like that's ever going to happen. That girl was just so real to me. That girl with those two kids, it won't happen. But if it did, how could I tell her? Maybe she isn't even born yet. To move away from California when she has her twins so she can't be on that boulevard that day. She was so real. The other thing, those ham operators hanging on like that over and over saying the same thing. This is California. We're going into the sea. This is California. We're going into the sea. Get to the mountains. Get to the hilltops. California, Nevada, Colorado, Arizona, Utah. This is California. We're going into the sea. He says, I guess I'll hear that for the rest of my life. Well, it's just a dream. But let me tell you, I think it's going to happen like that someday. I think it's going to happen like that someday. And I want to know, are we going to be somewhere listening for our name? Or are you just going to say, well, it's just another earthquake? No, it's going to be the last. And I believe when that one happens, there's going to be a resurrection. And I, I'm not one prone to say this, but I, I don't think you'll be safe to wait until it happens. 
to make things right with God. There's an awful lot of people preaching today the lambs off of the mercy seat. And I believe that once God lets it begin to rain, I don't think anybody else got in the ark. And I, I don't see salvation. The faith of you being forgiven and cleansed of your sins being of effect after judgment strikes the earth. I just think it breaks the pattern. Someday, I believe, God will show us as a people that it's going to happen. Now the decision has been made by God that he will bring the judgment to the earth. He will start shaking the earth like never before. And the judgment that are coming very soon now, okay, will now be hold back. The Father will now hold back. The Father will bring the judgment to the earth, okay. And the earthquake that is tied with California, Okay, and how he's shown other people. It's, it's tied with Mexico, Argentina, and many other countries around. This earthquake will practically destroy California. And the Lord has warned the people in California, his people, to get out of California. All of their will die in California. Okay, unless you got a specific word from the Lord to stay in California, that the Lord will protect you. Okay, if the Lord tells you that, that's fine. But the people that have not received a word from the Lord directly, that he will protect them in California, you need to get out of California as soon as possible. Okay, now, the other thing the Lord showed me is, besides the earth that is coming to California, that many have called me a liar, a full prophet. It doesn't matter. They say that too about the Lord and about the prophets. It don't mind me. Don't, don't really take my sleep away. No way. Praise the Lord. I'm glad for those people that are coming against me. All right? Because that proves that I've been called by the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ for my enemy. Praise the Lord for my enemy. I praise God for my enemy. It's a blessing to have enemies because they show who you are before God. Praise the Lord. And I, I thank God for my enemy. All right? <laughs> And that God will have mercy on their soul. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Soon as after this earthquake comes in California, there's a soon-to-come tsunami. All right? Very close after the earthquake in California happens. All right? The Lord's been speaking to me about this, mostly showing the, these things to me. And, and, and this earthquake, this tsunami that is coming after the earthquake in California, it's going to hit New York. It's going to hit New Jersey. Connecticut will be affected. And Boston, downtown Boston, will be affected very, very bad. Okay? And I see the damage after this tsunami hit. All right? And I see Boston, most of the city destroyed underwater. New York, 
underwater, New Jersey underwater, and many other states will be underwater, many other cities, all right? Now, if, if you are living right now in one of these cities or one of these states, you need to seek the Lord, whether He wants you to stay where you are, okay? Because the Lord has been speaking to people in New York directly to them through dreams and many spiritual experiences where He's been telling them that they need to get out now, okay? Just today, the Lord has spoken to people in California who's been waiting for a word to get out. The Lord has spoken to them, get out, get out, get out, because they will die if they stay. So this is very important, brothers and sisters that are watching me, that you go to the Lord and you ask the Lord, or if you have a prophet in your church, which is a true prophet of God, you need to seek the Lord for his protection, for his leading. You need to have the Holy Spirit lead you in the decision whether to get out, yes or not. If the Lord tells you to stay where you are, He will protect you. Okay? Like He told me here where I am, the tsunami will come close to where I am. But the Lord has told me very clearly, and the Father Himself too, I don't want you to move from that apartment. I want you to stay there. I will protect you and your family there, right where you are. So this is why I haven't, I haven't looked for another apartment. I haven't moved to another apartment. I got order from God the Father to stay in this apartment. And I'm listening to God, and I will now move. All right? He has confirmed this to me through another prophet, and he's been very clear to me. He wants me here. He told me he got powerful angel protecting me. All right? And he will not let anything harm me. Alright, as long as I stay in obedience with him. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's very important, brothers and sisters, that you are seeking the Lord. Okay? After the second tsunami, okay, there will come another tsunami. Alright? This is a much bigger tsunami. Okay? It won't be within months after this one, after the second one. But once that third, that second tsunami comes, there will be a third tsunami. Greater than that. The Father has made his decision, okay, to destroy great part of the earth with great part of the people. Millions will die, okay? And the Lord has shown to me, the soonest the earthquake in California hit and the tsunami, Thousands of people will, will, will come to my house seeking for a word from the Lord. I will have thousands of people in front of my house, and he showed me I couldn't get out of my house because of so many people asking me, brother, brother, what's coming next? What's coming next? Okay? I've been very specific from the Lord. I have received direction from the Lord. I have the Lord standing in front of me, standing in front of me, confirming these things to me, okay? I'm not second-guessing. I'm not guessing nothing. What I'm receiving, I'm receiving straight from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hundreds of people have asked the Lord about this, and the Lord has told them that the word I'm giving is from Him. It's not my word, okay? 
destruction is coming to America. Sorry to say this. This is a great country who have helped the Jewish people, who have helped the poor around the, the, the world. But it has been the Lord Jesus Christ who used America to bless other countries and who have blessed America in all these years. Okay? But the Father has said, enough is enough. The sin in this country has gone before the throne of God. And God said, enough is enough. He has called America to repentance through his prophets, but they have not listened to his prophets. They have ignored his son, his Lord Jesus Christ. They have taken the Lord for granted. And to the Father, there is not a greater sin that we, God's people, take his son for granted. This is a great sin before God. Because God gave His Son to die on the cross for the world. And it's not for us. Who are we to take the Lord Jesus Christ for granted? To ignore His warning. To ignore His, his, his warning for us to, for, to repentance. We're nobody. Alright? Alright? We're, we're not worthy to untie His shoes, His sandals. We're not worthy. But by His mercy, He has mercy on us, and He saved us. So this is why we need to listen to the Lord. We're listening to the Son of God, His only begotten Son, who loves us, who prays for us as a high priest before God every single day, who is in constant prayer for us. You know, when I seen the Lord standing in front of me, all right, and when I saw His sadness in His face, for his people, okay, for his people his, that he called, that he saved, that he gave his life, that are taking him for granted, who are going back into the world, to doing the things of the world. It is not something easy to bear, but the Lord, mercy, he's so merciful, so merciful. But now it's in the hands of the Father. All this judgment that is coming is in God's hand. And He will bring it very soon, people. We will see this record in California. And we've been told by the Lord that we will see the, the, the first tsunami. Then the Lord, this is the hope that we have. The rapture will happen soon as after the first tsunami goes. Happens. Okay? Just this morning, He showed me he showed me weeks ahead. People looking for water after this first tsunami hit. And I couldn't believe it. And I was looking at people here in Boston, Massachusetts, looking for water and going to the rivers with buckets and garlands to try to get water to drink. Just imagine how contaminated the water is. And people are going to have to go with buckets and garlands to get water. It's horrible. What's coming is so horrible. Every single water supply will be contaminated. Okay? The water will be a major thing. Brothers and sisters, if you can put away, put away water, please listen to this advice. Put away water. The Lord, nine such a nine, has been showing me that water will be a great issue for His people, for the people in America. And then food will be another great issue too. 
it will be a great problem because soon as soon as after the, the highways and roads are broken by the earthquake in California, many other states will be harmed by it. Many highways will be out of service. The food that comes to the north will not be brought to the north anymore. The people have got listen. Put away a lot of rice and a lot of other things that you eat with your rice and a lot of water. You are going to need it. Don't wait until it's too late. Okay? Don't wait. Please don't wait. Put it away. Right away. We're going to see something happen very soon, people. Very, very, very soon. There will be great suffering. I saw people crying like I never seen people crying for many years. The Lord showed me after the tsunami came here, and, 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 and all I heard were people saying, my, my parents were killed because where the house of my parents was, it was washed away by the, by the water. The tsunami killed them. Many small cities and towns will be wiped out by the tsunami. And many will die. So many, it will be too late very soon. Okay? When I seen this happening, it was early in the morning when I heard the people crying. And people came to, to, to cry on my shoulder. Alright? And I was comforting people. And those, all I was thinking is, how many times did the Lord tell me this? How many times did the Lord warn me that this was, will, will come? And when I saw the reality of this tsunami, I, I had tears in my eyes. But all I have was memory of the Lord telling me, my son, this will come. Tell my people to prepare. Tell my people to prepare because this will come soon. It will be too late for many. Many will lose their family. Many will lose their children. At one time, the Lord showed me, I believe this was the second tsunami, where a whole school, where like two, 400 kids were killed. When I seen this, I cried and cried before the Lord. I, it's hard to see people being killed, okay, especially innocent children. But we must listen to the Lord. We must hear, we must hear His warning. What the Lord is telling us now is that the, the earthquake in California is coming out any day. The war in Israel will start also any day. We're trying to figure out whether this war in Israel is the Psalm 83 or the Ezekiel war, war that is coming. Many have said that this is the, the Psalm 83. The only thing I can tell you about it is that the Lord Jesus Christ himself showed me that he is going to protect the Jewish people. And the Jewish people, he's going to make sure that all these Arab countries, Iran and all these neighbors that are coming against Israel, that the Jewish people will defeat them. The Lord himself, excuse me, will make sure that this happens. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And also the Lord has told us today to pray for the people that are going to die through this first earthquake. And pray for the people 
that are going to die to the tsunami. It will happen because the Father will make sure that this, tsunami, this earthquake and tsunami happens according to what He has said through us. It's very soon within days. Many will die. Pray for, for them and their family. Please pray for them. Brothers and sisters from other countries, please be in prayer for the people that are going to die in this earthquake in California and many other countries because other countries will be affected and many other people will die. Pray for them that the Lord will have mercy and say a few of them because many of them, are, the majority of them are not prepared to die. They are not ready to die. And the Lord has said today, pray for them. And pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But be in your first prayer. Please, in your first prayer, we pray for the soul of the people that are going to die soon. Please do it. This, this has come from the Lord. This is very important that we pray for these people that are going to die soon. Because they are not prepared to meet us their Creator. They are not prepared to meet God. Right? And this is very serious. This will happen very soon. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. As soon as the earth in California happens, I will not join any denomination. Alright? For the preaching of the, of the thousands of people that are going to come that the Lord has shown to me. I will not do that. I will not join any church to give to, to, to share the word of the Lord with them. I will share with people what the Lord Himself tells me. I'm, I'm sorry if you think I'm being prideful about this. I am not being prideful about this. I got order from the Lord Himself for me not to do this. He wants me to stay separated to teach His holy people, His people that wants to hear a word from Him, that wants to hear from the Lord, I will share from the Lord what else the Lord has told me to share with them. Okay? It's very important. Okay? Because I will be approached by many pastors and ministers so, that, so I can join them to minister to these people because there will be thousands of people coming to minister. Please do not ask me to do this because I will not do this. The Lord has told me very clear this week, my son, I don't want you to join with these other people. I want you to tell the people what I tell you. You're going to hear from me, and from me you're going to give them a word. Okay? I know many have find it very hard to believe the, the messages that many have find it hard to believe the messages that the Lord has been giving me. Not everybody, please, not, don't, don't misunderstand me. But many have been finding it very hard. Okay? But the Lord told me very clear, as soon as this earthquake in California happens very soon, people will come to you. Okay? I will give them a word from the Lord. Then they will prepare for the tsunami, which is very close right after that. Okay? Then there's other things that I need to tell them from the Lord. Okay? But first is the earthquake in California, people. It will be horrible. Many will lose their lives. Okay? Many will lose their lives in New York and New Jersey. 
It's like a Sodom and Gomorrah right now before the Lord. The Father has taken over, and He will make it happen. Soon as after this second, as this first tsunami happens, the Lord will take His people out of here. The Lord show me the rapture again, and when He show me the rapture and show me how soon after this tsunami comes, we're out of here. We're not going to the most most suffering after that. We will see these two signs, three signs. I'm sorry. The earthquake in California, the war in Israel, and the tsunami. Three things is what the Lord has been pointing out to me. My son, wait for these three things. Soon as you see the earthquake in California, okay, and the war in Israel, I'm, I'm trying to see which one is first, because I believe when the Lord shows me the earthquake in California, then the, the war in Israel happens, okay? But the war in Israel is about to happen, and the earthquake has not happened yet. But the Lord told me it's very close to the earthquake in California. And it's very close to the war in Israel. The Lord told me, look for this sign, my son. Look for this two signs specific, or three signs for the tsunami. Three signs, my son. Look for these three signs. This is the thing that I want my people to be waiting for, because they're going to see it very soon. The Father will make it happen. He will make these things happen. And then He wants His people out of here. Let me tell you something. Soon as the rapture happens for us that are going on with the Lord, our whole life is going to be changed. The Lord show me how my life is going to change. No more suffering for us. Okay? We're going to heaven for seven years. In those seven years, they're going to train us. The, the people that are going down to the millennium, for the millennium kingdom, after the seven years. Why are we, we going to be seven years in heaven? Because it will be right after the rapture. They will start a seven-year tribulation. Okay? Right from the beginning of the first day of the tribulation, okay, people will be able to see the demons for whom they are. They look like human now, but the God will make sure that these, these demons don't look like human anymore. They will look like demons to people. And people will be scared off like they've never been scared before. Because when the Father showed this to me, I saw people running, multiple of people running, because they find out that the neighbor next door, who is a friend to them, is a real demon. It's not a human anymore. And it's going to be very scary, very scary to people, because the lies of the devil, the Father will reveal it. Satan is not going to lie to people of God anymore. God will reveal the lies of Satan. This time is close now, very close. The enemy has deceived so many, so many, millions and billions have been deceived by the enemy. But the God says, has said enough is enough. These demons will be revealed for whom they are. They look like human now, but they will not look like human very soon. They will, be look, they will look like demons for whom they are. No more lies and deceit. The only sad thing is that the people that are going to stay in the seven-year tribulation will have to deal with the demons. 
you will have to, you will see them killing people physically. You will see this demon because the tribulation will be the hardest things that humanity has ever seen. But since have been, since they have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ, now they're going to have to deal with the consequence. Disobedience lead you to suffering. You will suffer for the rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you repent in the seven year tribulation and do not get the mark of the beast on your hand or on your forehead, and you allow them to for you to if you allow for them to cut your head, be headed for the Lord, you will be saved. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you, you could be allowed into the millennial kingdom of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. But ask the people that are going into the thousand-year millennium with the Lord Jesus Christ, be very prepared, people, to face the millennium. Because, yes, it will be great because the Lord will be in Jerusalem, but there will be many temptations, many tests, much suffering we still need to do. Because the whole, the whole plan of God is for us to make it to eternity. The third heaven with the Father is, is eternity. And it's such a great blessing from God to us to make it into eternity that when we go into the millennium, we will start being tested again. I've been taken to the millennium many times from the Lord to show me how the millennium is. And there's a lot of tests and suffering that people have to go still in the millennium. Okay? But, if we endure until the end and stay with the Lord, we will make it into eternity. So, it's very important that we seek the Lord Jesus Christ and that we trust the Lord and that we seek Him without ceasing, asking Him to help us. Because we cannot do it by our own strength. We will get tired. We will want to quit. But with the Lord's help, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, Paul said. We must seek the Lord to give us his strength to go on because it's very hard and very difficult. Many of you will lose your family. Many of you will see your family dead. Okay? Do not focus on the pain that is coming. Do not focus on the pain that is coming by the earthquakes and tsunami. Do not focus on these things. Focus your eyes on the Lord. And understand that God has a great plan for your life. He has an eternal life to give to you. Eternity is endless. It's beautiful. I've seen it. When I was there, I didn't want to return back here. I was so happy. So happy. What God has for His people, for, what, for the one that loves Him, is so much. It's so great. There's nothing down here that you can compare it to. But understand one thing. We must suffer. We must go through pain and suffering. We must, must carry a cross, like Jesus says to the people. If you want to follow me, take your cross and follow me. Your burden, your suffering, any, everything that you're going through, you must go on until the end. Don't give up. Don't listen to false prophets. 
a false teacher. If by you going online is getting your soul contaminated, there are many false teachings, false teachers and prophets on, on Facebook, YouTube, and many other websites. Be careful. Be very careful. People that are on Facebook, be careful. There are many false teachers, many false prophets. There are many demons from Satan put on Facebook to deceive the Christians. Many of you are listening to principality from the devil on Facebook. For the devil put on Facebook to teach the word of God. Listen to this. Satan himself has put principality on Facebook to teach the word of God. Do you think people of God that anything good can come out of Satan? Do you think anything good come out of a principality? There was this lady writing to me. She proclaimed to be a great Christian woman of God. When I asked the Lord, the Lord told me, be careful, my son. And I said, Lord, what is going on? The Lord said to me, she is a principality from Satan. I said, Lord, wait a minute, Lord. She, 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 she's one of your servants. She says she's a great servant of you, Lord. What is going on, Lord? The Lord said to me, my son, she is a principality from Satan. People of God, you need to be very careful, people that are on Facebook, especially people that are new in the Lord, that are studying with the Lord. You are getting so much confusion that you don't know what to believe now. You need to, sh you need to shut off your computer and go on prayer with the Lord. Sh shut off your computer for a week or two. Go on prayer with the Lord and read the Bible. And tell me in two weeks how you feel. Tell me if you don't see a difference in your life. I curse you well. I myself was speaking to demons online. When I started asking the Lord, Lord, why, why did I feel the way I feel? Why did I feel confusion coming into my life a few months ago? The Lord said, my son, because you are speaking to demons. And I said, Lord, but many of these people are claiming to be your sons and daughters. The Lord said to me, they are demons put by, by Satan online to confuse my people. You know, and then you have your obvious question, why did God allow this? But we must be tested. Satan, the reason God allows him to do what he does is to test God's people. God uses him to test his people. Eternity is such a great reward for us that we must be tested and Satan is allowed to test us. Him that is a God will defeat the evil one, the evil one, the Bible says. If we are born of God, the book of John, first of John said, we will defeat the evil one. If we are truly of God, nothing that the devil does to us will hold us back or stop us from serving the Lord. Nothing. If we are truly called by God, if we are truly disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, nothing in this world, our faith will defeat the world, the Bible says. We will defeat the enemy through Christ who is in us and we are in Him. We cannot be defeated, the Bible says, if we are God. That is a promise we have from the Lord. 
This painting cannot defeat the Lord. It is impossible. It was impossible for Satan to hold the devil, the Lord, in the grave. No way. There was no way possible. There's no way possible for us. That's why the Lord said to his disciples, Lazarus is not dead. He's sleeping. It's impossible for the devil to kill any of us if we stay with the Lord. It's very important that you know this, people. Stay with the Lord Jesus Christ. Be careful with the false prophets. Be careful with the demons and principalities that are teaching the word of God, that are deceiving God's people. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Get on your knees in your house or where you live and seek the Lord. Study His Word. Study His Word. Pray constantly. Pray to the Lord constantly to help you. Ask the Lord to lead you and every decision, any decision, any major decision that you need to make in your life, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to, to lead you through His Holy Spirit. The disciple asked the Lord for leading through, his, through the Holy Spirit, and the, the Lord did let him. We can, we can ask for the same thing. The Holy Spirit is here to lead us to all truth, so we don't be deceived by the enemy. Stay in prayer, fast at least one day a week with the Lord, and you'll see the difference in your life. Read the Bible. Let the Lord lead you. And you'll see the victory that you will have in your life. Doesn't matter who it is. It could be your own pastor. But if the devil is leading him, the devil will lead you through him. Be very careful. Don't receive false words that are not from God. Seek the Lord about the words. If you, if you don't believe of anything I'm saying now, go to the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer and ask the Lord, if what I'm telling you is not from Him, and He will direct you. He will direct your life. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ, if what I'm telling you, every single word that I'm telling you, is not of Him, okay? It's not of Him for Him to tell you. Ask the Holy Spirit that every word that I'm giving you is not of God. And the Holy Spirit will tell you. I have a brother who did not believe I was from God. But, listen to what he did. He did not believe I was a prophet of God. Okay? But he went on, he put, he went on I'm, I'm fasting and praying before the Lord. He waited almost two months, to he, two months in prayer and fasting to hear from the Lord whether I was a full prophet or not. And after almost two months, the Lord came to him and told him that I was his prophet, I was his servant, that he sent me to speak his word. All right. And all, the, all his doubt from that time on went on. When people are like contacted him, because he's a true prophet of God also. I know this because in the moment I spoke with him, I asked the Lord, and the Lord said to me, he is my prophet. He speak my word. And that was the end of that. No more questioning anymore. Okay? He's been a true prophet for many years. His prophecy has been, he's been putting his word online from the Lord. And every word been coming to pass exactly how the Lord has been giving him the word. 
Alright, praise the Lord Jesus Christ for all glory, all honor, and all praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ who died for us on the cross. Not to me and anybody else. I do not want no glory from men. I do not want no money from men. I don't want your money. I don't want your recognition. No. I just want you to seek the Lord Jesus Christ and let Him guide you. Let Him direct your step. Let Him direct your life so you can go on and on in victory. Brothers and sisters, I want to give you a heart in heaven when the rapture happens very soon. I want, I want to see you, okay? Many of you, I don't know you personally. Many of you that write to me. But I want to see you in heaven very soon. I want to go give you a hug in heaven for listening to the Lord. I want to rejoice with my brothers and sisters in heaven. You don't know how great heaven is. Heaven is a place of joy, of peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace in heaven is incredible, people. I, I can talk to you about the peace of heaven for hours. People walk in heaven with such a peace from God. No worry. No concern. You know that people in heaven don't know the time. You can ask them what time it is. They say, what are you talking about? They're not concerned by, by time. They're not concerned by the thing we're concerned here. They're just concerned. They are concerned for the moment. Whatever they're doing for God in that moment. That, that's you. And they're not, they're not even concerned because a concern is a bad word. They just do things with love and peace for God. It is incredible to serve the Lord. And the Lord showed to me when he was talking to me about the rapture, the great life that God has for his people after the rapture, the joy that you will have, the peace and the new life that God has granted to you, brothers and sisters, it's going to be endless. You're going to worship God from when, you, when, when God shows you what he has for your life. He showed me what he has for me. When he showed me all these things. And I had such a peace and joyful God. It was incredible. Incredible the peace and joy that I have from God. My goodness. God says, my son. I have a new life for you. And it's going to start soon as after the rapture happens. You're going into your new life. Forget about what you know now. Because everything that you know now will change very soon. Because I have a new life for you, my son. And it's very close. Very close, my son. And I, the joy and peace that I receive in this new life was incredible. And he has it for each one of you that are listening. Lord has a great new life for you. Great new thing for you. But the devil, who's bad and evil, wants to steal that, steal that away from you. Wants to stop you from reaching your goal. Your blessing from God. This new life with God. A joy and peace for all, forever. Don't let the devil steal it from you, brothers and sisters. Stay in prayer. Stay reading the Word. Stay in constant seeking the Lord. Do not stop seeking the Lord. Do not let the devil tell you you're tired of praying. No, pray. Pray without teaching. Pray for your family, for your immediate family. Pray for them. Even if they're not saved now, don't worry about it. Ask the Lord to save them no matter what. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ in your prayer to save your family no matter what. And let the Lord deal with them. He will save them no matter what. He will answer your prayer. 
But remember the Bible says, Ask and thou shalt receive. You will receive from the Lord the answer of your prayer. You will see your family safe from the Lord. Because you know what? He is faithful. Faithful is the one, the Bible says, that sits on the throne. He is faithful. And when you ask, this is a heaven law, you will receive. This is promised from the Lord, the Father. Ask, and thou shalt receive. When you ask for your family to be saved, they will be saved. Because the Lord is giving you a promise. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and all your house will be saved. Praise the Lord for His mercy. Praise the Lord, because He is merciful. He is good. God bless you, brothers and sisters. If you have any questions, you can write to me. God bless you. Jesus, we desperately need your power and strength to do what you've asked me to do tonight. I ask humbly now to give me the courage and help me to say it from my heart without fear and trembling. In Christ's name, amen. God's placed me here tonight to warn of the coming hour of persecution. The Holy Spirit is my witness. This convention tonight is being warned here and now of an intense hour of persecution for all spirit-filled believers. You're to prepare to be hated, rejected, maligned, and ridiculed. Now, if you believe Acts 2-4 about a special endowment of power from on high, then you've got to also believe Acts 2-17. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions. I saw a vision this past April. So frightening, it staggered my mind. And for the past three months, I've tried to shake it off, but I can't do it. I've only had two in my life. The first, 15 years ago, took me to the streets of New York, and every fact of that vision's been fulfilled. I've been terribly afraid to share this vision up till tonight for fear I'd be called a fanatic. But the same Holy Ghost that prompted me 12 years ago to share the story of the cross and switchblade has prompted me tonight to share this vision with you. In this vision, I saw five terrible calamities coming to America and the world. First of all, a worldwide recession caused by economic confusion. I saw in my vision at most a few more fat, flourishing years and then an economic recession that's going to affect the lifestyle of every wage earner in the world. The world economists are going to be at loss to explain what's happening. It's going to start in Germany, spread to Japan, and finally to the United States. Large and trusted corporations are going to go bankrupt. Many churches are going to go into bankruptcy. And some missionary projects are going to flounder. And one of the clearest messages I've ever received from God in my life is this. Use the next few good years left to prepare for a financial crisis. Get your house in order because hard times are coming. Number two. I saw nature having labor pains, supernatural signs and changes that can't be explained by men. Worldwide disasters that we're witnessing right now, I see as labor pains in nature, which are going to become more and more frequent and more intense the closer we get to the birth of the kingdom of God. 
I saw major earthquakes coming to the United States. I saw worldwide famine, especially in China, India, and Russia. I saw the world's food supplies completely dwindled and millions starving. I saw coming a new kind of cosmic storm appearing as a raging fire in the sky, leaving a kind of vapor trail. Tornadoes, hailstorms, floods, and hurricanes are going to pound the earth with such intensity and violence that all of mankind is going to have to admit the world is under supernatural siege. Number three, a flood of filth and a baptism of dirt in America. I see the prophecy of Nahum coming to pass in the very near future. God said, I'll pour abominable filth upon you. This means triple X-rated movies on cable t television after midnight. This means R-rated movies within the next few years on network television. This means our newsstands are going to be flooded with such filth that Playboy magazine will look like a puritanical piece of trash. It means sex education classes in school will be using animated cartoons and filmed dramatized sexual intercourse. And just when it appears there's going to be a successful campaign against smut, just when the Supreme Court seems to be ruling against pornographers, when it appears the nation's returning to old-fashioned moral standards, suddenly the floodgates are going to swing open and Satan is going to vomit filth out of hell and it'll be just as it was in the days of Lot and will vex the souls of God's most devout, devout saints. Number four, rebellion in the home. I see the new number one youth problem in America and the world as hatred toward parents. Now, I'm reading this tonight for fear I change a single word of what I've seen and had to write down as the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. A man's worst enemies will be they of his own household, the Bible says. Children are going to turn against their parents with a passion. Parents are going to be betrayed and will die a thousand deaths at the hands of children who have learned to despise their hypocrisy. There are going to be millions of stay-at-home runaways who need not go away anymore and run away from home because their parents are going to give them what they choose and what they want as long as they stay home. Kids will not even be expected to communicate. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.